things. I see. I like yeah. this, so yeah. I can actually get some words in. Let's do it. Yeah, Brad, I thought you, I thought I'd I thought I'd move you over to the civilized podcast. Now you can have we can have an actual conversation. This is it. So how do I do it that I can see everybody at the same time? Swipe to your swipe it over. Just yeah. Click. Yeah. yeah. Got it. That's all oh, the lights. You got it. They set you up with a podcast room down there or what? Fucking Johnny Styles, bro. <laughs> oh, Johnny there Styles. he is. I can hear him. Yeah. <laughs> he only he does things done. professionally. Top notch. I'll have it set up properly for next time, eh, John? We'll be looking lit. James, I've never seen you wearing a tight shirt. Looks good. Cheers, man. Oh, it looked like, like, like a like a like a fucking bodyguard or a bouncer. It does. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Not a lot, man. I'm fucking how, sick. How, Are we gonna yeah, do, like, we do like half an hour and then we'll call it a day? Every time you say a short one, it's like two and a half hours. Well, once I get this coffee, I'll be right. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know for sure if I have COVID. So I did a. Uh, you definitely have. No, <laughs> I did. Uh, I did the P- PCR test when I landed it from the airport, and it was negative. And then I did an at-home antigen test, and it was positive. But then, that's but then that's after, after eight days, you're supposed to do another like legitimate PCR test, which I did, and wait for the results. So I don't did know. You for, what's that? Did you do the second one? Yeah, I did the second one. I'm waiting for the results. Actually, I'm checking oh, them right now. Checking them right now. Live on it. Live on air, I'm checking right now. <laughs> what did the, the HIV panel come back as? The yeah. results, the results still aren't in <laughs> on both H- HIV and the COVID. You just won that free GH, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What's going on, Brett? How are you, man? I'm good, man. And there's no way you're not positive because we already t- you already said this to me, and I told you you lost your you lost your smell and taste. So that that's your yeah, indicator but- right there. Yeah, but you lose your smell and taste when you get a cold, too. I've never lost my smell and no, taste until I got COVID. Yeah. No, like, you know, when your sinuses get all fucked up, you can't taste everything properly. Oh, you said you were, okay, I guess you did say you're, you're tasting at 20%. I don't yeah, know like, how you lay it. <laughs> <laughs> about 20%, you know? Like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I eat, if I eat like, McDonald's, I can taste, like, a little bit of the Big Mac, but I can't taste yeah. the full. Oh, like tw- that's, the, 20%. that's the biggest thing that sucks with being ill. I know, man. Fuck so, so uh, is it 20% or is it 20% of the whole meal? So when you eat the pizza, you, you taste the first two slices, but the other eight you don't taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that how it works? No, I taste or, 20% of each slice. Of each slice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got to eat the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and the calories only count at 20% as well, right? That's right. Not tasting it. And so it's a 5,000 calorie pizza. I only taste it. It didn't happen. That's right. <laughs> James, why are you still so lean, man? What's going on? So I still like I still claim like I'm a look. what the fuck? Whoa. That's, not, playing, James. that's not how you bulk. Come on, what's going on? I'm 277 now. I'm like up for 15, 16, 17 pounds. Yeah, but you were 307 at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going up slowly. I'm just keeping it neat, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah. I told you when he stayed at mine, he was like a machine. I'm like, oh, it's like the boys are gone. Let's have a few relaxed days. He's up in the fucking gym pounding cardio on his meals. So as an animal. How many, like, are you eating a lot of cheats and just staying lean anyway, or are you keeping it totally clean uh, with the diet? I eat, I eat probably three, four cheats a week, but I've been eating, I've just upped my food, like, I'm just upping my food weekly if it feels like I can. So, there's simple little things like, oh, an extra egg in the morning with my breakfast. So, 
I'm just like up in my. I'm looking at my macros and I'm just adding them up. Wait, more, you're not. More. You're not. You're not counting that. Egg, you're not counting that extra egg as the cheat, right? That's no, that's, no, no. That's no, a no. clean meal. I mean, I'm, I'm in Outback most nights. Like I'm having like takeaway most nights. Yeah, but, but Outback, Outback's still not really cheat. You can get like steak. No, not really. No, I don't. I don't really crave that. I don't really. You know, I, I don't really like shit, shit food, I suppose. And I know that I can take advantage of this rebound. I don't know what's wrong with me. That's my problem. I like absolute shit food. Like yeah. the worse, okay. the worse, the more, the worse, the better. Hey, I, I'm going to, James, that, that yeah. brownie Sunday though. Oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> what, what did I miss? We went for a long diner in the hill. Yeah, we went, we went up to a diner near me on the two, Monday night. And uh, oh, okay. we, had, we had steak and veg and potato, and then they had uh, this massive brownie Sunday bowl. Yeah, so we got one of those each, and that was James. James, I, that's the first time I've seen James like devour junk and love yeah. it. I love junk. Like I, I do love junk as well, guys. Trust me. I think I've. I think Brett eats closer to what I like when I was like full time bodybuilding. Unless, no well, unless Dallas was like a fluke, because in Dallas, I noticed you ate your meals. But, yeah. when, but when we went to like IHOP, you would get like chocolate pancakes and fucking smash them all. Yeah. So well, like, I'm in the I'm in the phase right now that like I'm trying to push up to weights I've never been at. So like yeah. I I said I said fuck it about a month ago. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you get to a point where you just can't put on any more clean. Yeah. So yes. now it's like get, get my clean meals in, and then yeah. Honestly, like and this will blow people's mind. I'm doing like I probably do five cheat meals a week right now. So pretty much almost every night. Like yeah. last night when you got two Five Guys burgers, fry like. And that's on top of my meals just because I'm trying to, you know, I was 275 this morning and I'm like, my goal was to beat wake up above 280. So it's just like now yeah. I'm at the point where, you know, the clean food and it doesn't matter how much rice you do, all that shit. It's no. like, you can, it's not enough. you got to get into the, the dirty oils. you got to get into the cheeseburgers. So it's I like, yeah, so that's what I'm learning with myself. And like, I have to do that because my metabolism is so crazy. So maybe I can try and explain to people. So that's the way I used to do it too. Like I get to a certain yeah. point. But I was like, you know how like every year you have a point where you're comfortable, like let's say Brett for you comfortable is 260 right, or, two, right. or, two, or, or 270, right? So if yeah, you, if once, once you hit 280, 285, you start to get uncomfortable. Yeah. But, but I feel like you have to be in that uncomfortable, breathing heavy, can't put my shoes on phase. So that next year when you hit 280, 285, you're like, you're fine. You're like comfortable at that weight now. Right. So, yeah, so like last year, I did hit two, like my highest I got last year was like two seventy four, yeah. and I thought I was I was deaf, like couldn't tie my shoes, you know, breathing heavy. Yeah. Now this time, you know, I'm I'm consistently two seventy four, two seventy five this week, and like yeah. I feel a lot more comfortable. You know, I can get into all my shots, you know, with posing and everything. You know, my cardiovascular endurance is better. So it's like that's what people need to learn. It's like it's such a process. You know, year after year, you have to kind of push the envelope, come back down, push the envelope a little bit higher, and each year you feel better as you get heavier. So, and I mean, you guys all know this as well, but that's what people don't realize. And you got to like people, and now with this week and everything, you know what's going on. It's like people are scared to get to those things, but like you want to be a good, good bodybuilder, you have to kind of go to those limits, but then back down before it's too much, you know. But you gotta, you gotta be able to still still getting all your blood work done and everything and staying on top of that to make sure, but you gotta be uncomfortable. You gotta yeah. be uncomfortable if you want to be. My, my mindset right now is very much the same as you just said. Like I'm, what I'm doing is I'm going to push the clean food until I get to a point where there is no room for more and I'm stuck. And then I can introduce, you have to introduce those foods, these, these calorie dense, some, like you need foods that don't take up as much room that are just super dense in calories in order to get the calories in. It's important. Ben, oh, but, but. 
Ben, can I, I want to ask you because you're the you're a proponent of like trying to be 100 clean. So I want to ask you, and I'm not, no. I'm not I'm not arguing. I just want to ask: Can you get like say to take Brett for example at 280, right? Yeah. If he wants to break that 274, like you said, where he was comfortable and go into 284, can he do that with clean food? No, like look, there's a there's a point, and that's why I'm always very wary because the message that you can hear from what they these guys are saying it's applicable for them yeah they're very yeah. applicable for them but for i'm not, i'm promise you for 90 percent of the guys <laughs> that i work with they are not in a position to be 275 on both these guys and still have glute lines in their glutes and pushing their food up like they, these guys have an incredible amount of muscle tissue on them um like I weigh 282 right now, but I don't have this muscle mass that these guys have or the metabolism that these guys have. So I can't go to that extreme that they, those guys have, right? And I train hard and heavy, but I still can't get away with going to that extreme with it. Okay. So, and that's why I'm caveating like Brett's pushed the limit. And they, like they both said, they pushed the limit to the point where clean food didn't cut it anymore. And what I see a lot of times is guys aren't pushing the limit with their the clean food and their, and their training and they just jump into where Brett is right now. Yeah. 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 So they, they'll, you'll, so they'll say, well, it's off season time. Fuck it. Time to have a burger every other day. Yeah. Like I, like Brett was going, I'm pretty sure. I mean, Brett will correct me. He went through his off season phase, like that early phase, he kept things pretty tight and controlled and pushed his weight up. Like James is in that phase right now where he's allowing food to creep up, but it's like a bit more rice, another egg, like those foods are going in first. Okay. Can I give you a different example though? So let's pretend, cause I did this, I did this my whole career, even when I was smaller. So let's pretend you're 220, right? Mm -hmm. And I was 220 last year and I'm comfortable at 220. Now it's this off season. I'm, I'm, I was uncomfortable last year at 220. Now this off season, now I'm at 220 and I'm uncomfortable. Does that, does that method still apply to the 220 guy? So now he's uncomfortable. He's eating all this clean food. Is it okay for that guy to put in? a burger every other day or more fats or a little bit of junk here and there to break to two thirty. Was This is where the scale doesn't tell the whole story. Okay. Explain. If you're constantly chasing the scale, then you're going to be dictated by, I have to have extra food because I just want that number to get bigger. But the scale right? does matter though. You do agree though. Like the scale and your strength. It's a, it's a, it's a piece of information in the whole yeah. picture. Yeah. But yeah. I see a lot of guys rule the roost with just, they'll, they'll, decide their diet based on the number I did that. and disregard everything else and i'm like don't disregard everything else consider okay. all all variables consider all pieces of information then make your decision well, am i am i a stoppy fat piece of shit at 220 hmm. i'll say that the scale was a big determining factor for me but i also measured my strength so if my strength wasn't going up and just the scale was going up i'm like okay you're just turning to yeah, a like, fat, you're just turning to a fat like, fuck yeah. look look there are other things that come into play like your rate of recovery if you're yeah. not able to recover fast enough to train as hard as you need to, then look, you might need to consider bumping your calories up or looking at how frequently you're training or how well you're sleeping or all these types of things, you know, there's, I guess, there's a bunch. I guess what I'm trying to say is, isn't the point of breaking a plateau, like every year someone's going to have a plateau at a certain weight, whether they're 210 pounds or whether they're 280 pounds, you're going to hit a plateau where you feel on, where you feel like, okay, my weight's stuck. What I'm saying is whether you're small or whether you're big, when you hit that plateau, isn't that time to introduce some things that you wouldn't normally eat? Yeah. And, and that's where I think the time before you hit that plateau is what's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
how you reach like the way the way you reach that plateau is yeah. important because yeah. I can get there in a week or a show if, if I just do fucking that, shit. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I then I hit that plateau because I'm going off of just a number on the scale. Like Brett's taking some good time to recover that body weight. Like I just said to James, James, you were three oh seven. He's like, yeah, I'll be there again. But in time, and I see guys get off stage and be like, right, last off season I was 250. I gotta be 260 as soon as I can. Okay, so let me ask you, let me ask you because of that, what you just said. So I've had two separate coach, I've had two separate coaches, maybe even three. I can't remember if Hani did the same thing, but John and Chad after my shows were like, Don't worry about reversing, just get to your fucking weight. Let's get to the weight. And Chad would also always say. John never said this, even though John would say, get to your weight. John would say, get to your weight as fast as you can without getting fat. So like, let's say I dieted at two, let's say I was on stage at 255. I could probably get to 285 within three weeks and still be yeah. pretty lean. Yeah, yeah. And then we would slow the calories down and go up slow from there. But but that's the caveat, right? As soon yeah. as he said that last sentence, don't get that, fat. Put, that put a bit of check on you, right? That put yeah. a bit of, okay, that's not pizza every night then. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. pizza, that's yeah. some pizza, but not all the pizza, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chad's Chad, one of Chad's philosophies was grow into your weight. Have you guys ever heard that? Like Brad or James, have you ever heard grow into your weight? Well, so like blast no, up to 300 and then consolidate it and then lean out at 300. Like Chad would want me to get as heavy as possible. And even if I was a little chubby and then hold that weight and then yeah. do the whole off season at that weight. So you kind of grow into your weight. So I understand and I've heard that principle before. I think it's unhealthy. I think mm. if we are talking about health, that's for sure. Yeah. Then, then if you're going to consider the two options, if you end, if you start the prep on both scenarios at the same weight, I would rather do it this way than get up there early. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not promoting it. I'm just saying that's a yeah, thing. Yeah, I, yeah. Wondered, I wondered yeah, if you yeah. guys, if you guys have heard that before. I don't so know. Sure. So ahead, my Brent. thing in my thing in the, I wonder if James is the same way here, and that's why it's like we're going to take this gradual is so for his example, your training is much better here at 278 than it is at 308. Am I correct? Absolutely. So I'm more focused on, and this is one thing like, you know, Matt Jansen understands, he knows what I know. He knows that I understand what, how to get this done. And I've always done it correctly. It's like, so I maximize that rebound phase. I, I'm not going to push that weight up as fast as I can because I'm more focused. I mean, I'm obviously in a surplus of calories, but not in the obnoxious surplus, like with pizzas yeah. and things like that. Yeah, it's yeah. more, I'm going to maximize these next three months with good training, you know, without, without the, the low back pumps, without those, you know, those feelings you get out of bed every morning feeling like shit, like I do now, because yeah. I know that's coming. So I want to mm. get my strength up as much as possible leading up to that phase. And then I know when you get like, to me, for me, it's like the 275, that's when everything starts getting uncomfortable. You're not as strong because in certain things, you know, you're not as strong just because your mobility is not there as much. Yeah. Um, but so uh, that's how I approach it. And that's how I approach it with clients as well Is you know, we're going to push this up gradually looking at that, like maybe two pounds a week for a while. And then, you know, then when we get to that uncomfortable, then we can unleash a little bit more, you know, I agree. I, I think that's the best approach because like, say, I think everything, the most important factor is performance in the gym, because yes. once that, once that goes to shit, everything else goes to shit. So like, that would be my, my main focus always. And my food around that. Is, is adjusted depending on that. So if I'm performing really well in the gym like I am right now, I know I can creep the food up because performance hasn't started to take a knock yet. So I don't mind gaining an extra two, three pounds because I can't feel it in the gym. If I increase the food that much that I feel it in the gym, then I'll actually back, back off slightly and slowly go up. Mm. So yeah, everything for me personally is about 
going in the gym and feeling great in there. I, I think it's also important to uh, reduce how often you're training when you're really trying to push weight up as well. Yeah. So if you think about it, if you're spending two hours in the gym and you're doing like a leg session, whatever, the next day, if you're now going straight in and pounding back or whatever, and you do three or four of those days consecutively, you're constantly digging that hole deeper and deeper and you're already slamming your food. If you're struggling to get enough calories in on those days that you're training anyway, you're never quite getting into that surplus to allow that recovery phase to supercompensate and go beyond where you were. So with a lot of my guys, I'll I'll start reducing them down in terms of their training frequency. And then on the off days, the calories are higher anyway. So the overall net calorie balance is higher for the week, right? Because they're not pounding in the gym and they're able to recover. So I see a lot of guys trying to put weight on pounding food, but they're training six times a day, uh, six times a week and wrecking themselves. So John, uh, John would say, actually what you just said, Ben, John would say, dig a hole, but not a, not a hole so deep that you can't get out of it. So he would say to me, he, he always was a proponent of training, training frequency. So he wanted to do the six days a week, but he wouldn't do it with me because I didn't know how to take, my foot off the gas. So like you wouldn't have to pull the sessions back. Yeah. So he would say six days a week, but only four of them are balls out like all the way, you know, to failure. And the other two would be like pump days. So if you know yourself and you can't scale back, then he would say, just go four or five days max. Yeah. So it's kind of what you're saying is go ahead. Let me ask you, let me ask you guys this though, for you guys personally, is it, is it much harder to get all the food in on your off days though, when you're not training? Yeah. That's why I'm going to say something controversial. That's, that's my issue too, is when I do off days and I'm not burning those calories during training, you know, my, I can't handle as much food, you know what I mean? And I, that's even, I even reduce food on off days, but it's still harder for me to get them in because we're not moving as much as well. So that's why I, I, the Meadows does that as well. I think I have a harder time on a training day because I lose two and a half to three hours of the day in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, so then my meals become closer together on training day. John would put so much pre intra and post workout carbs exactly that my yeah. calories would say hi even like during that two hours where you're training or whatever but i do agree with, i do agree with brett though like man if i was going to miss a meal it would be on my day off like sometimes i'm just like man i, don't, I just don't want to fucking eat like those are the days that were yes, it's kind of the hardest to get everything in should have come set up well rudy's in there is he there or no holy rudy! shit I need a wider camera for that. Jeez, <laughs> is that room big enough for you too? Wait, I heard I got two of us. What COVID? No, I just got a. I just got a cold. Pink eye. It's going around. It's going around the block. Okay. I just got, I just got a cold. I think. I don't got COVID. <laughs> I don't got COVID. How do you get a fake virus? I don't understand. How's that happen? <laughs> don't start. The Ooh. comments comments section is going to be littered now. Rudy, the best part, Rudy, the best part is he came to America for the first time in two and a half years. I know. And he, came, and he, went, and he went home with COVID. Fucking dirty Americans got me. Dirty Americans. Yeah. Well, I, I was going to say something on that. Previous I, I am. I'm not going to lie. I find myself actually in the gym a little bit more frequently in off season because I like to warrant the food. So I, yeah. I train a bit more because my appetite, like say, on a training day is so good. Yeah. So obviously, listen, it's all going to balance. Like, I am burning more calories, so therefore the extra food I'm eating might not be getting utilized as well as it could be. But That's what I mean. If yeah. you were taking in 6,000 yeah. on both exactly. days, the exactly. day that you're not training, you're in a bigger surplus. Yeah. 
I, I, I'll say this. I just like eating, so therefore I do. <laughs> but I wouldn't say it's the best approach either. I would say that, like what Ben said there, reducing some training frequency uh, would definitely be the way that I would personally have someone do it if they're trying to gain weight. It's just because I am a gym whore. I'm a gym addict, and I like eating a lot of food, and that's why look, I do it. But it's definitely not look, the best way. Look, recovery rate as well, and this is where I think – I don't want to just, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, well, considering what's happened, right? But that's where, and it, one of the things that I know Dorian used to do is off-season, it's high food and... Four, four days. He would do four days. It's, but, it, but, it's, but it's moderate to low drugs, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then as the, and, and as the prep begins, there's a trend that crosses over, right? Food comes down, drugs go in. So this, there seems to be a, a, there seems to be a new age where it's like the off-season is as push important and we're pushing well the food isn't quite enough to get the recovery so if you train it you do need those drugs to be high as well if you want to be doing that kind of output but realize that there's a there's a payoff right the cost, there's, yeah. there's a cost to everything yeah. so if you're going to be pushing food and drugs at the same time then there might be you might have to keep a close eye on your blood work right and again i'm not trying to be that guy but they're factors that I like to pull the drugs lower in the off season and push food higher and then let time and food compensate the recovery. Well, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Right. Cause part of the reason, part of the reason why we increase drugs during our prep is because we're, I guess, yeah. trying to make up for a deficit. Well, yeah. We're also in it. We're also in the environment. We're also in an environment now and particularly to these two guys that are on with us are right at the top of the game. So the stakes are very, very high. So, there's not really much time to lose in an off season. No, no. Know? I'm just saying for, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about for the average person. Yeah. They're, they're going to wonder, well, why do you push your drugs up in the, when you're prepping? Is it because you want to get more shredded? And I'm like, no. it's more because you're in a deficit and you need those drugs to keep, hold your muscle mass. Yeah. Basically. And, re and re recovery as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually it's, it's, it's uh, a good segue that you touched on that because we talked about yesterday, a solution to everything that's going on right now with, uh, people passing like Sean and John and George recently. And then I think there's a couple females that passed and I'm for, forgive me if I'm forgetting anybody, but um, so what we were talking about on the other, on the other podcast. And I, I just wanted to know what you guys think. So my solution to the whole thing was if the IFBB hired a doctor, not to, not to clear you to train or not to train. If they just said, we're going to hire this doctor, he's going to set the parameters for your blood work. And if your blood work doesn't match these parameters, you can't go on stage. It's funny because we had that same conversation in the gym, never me and a few yeah. others. Yeah. So we said the same thing. So my thought, my thought was if they set parameters and they they said you have to get checked every four months. And if at any, any point in those four months, when you can't compete until your blood work is back within the parameters of these guidelines that we've set. I think everybody would have to take less drugs and everybody would be more mindful of their, of their health. That would be an ideal, that'd be an ideal world. But... I just don't, I can't think I'm trying to, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just, I'm trying to throw out a solution. No, no. And in, I an ideal, in an ideal, yeah, for sure. I can't think of another solution of a way for guys to be healthier. When you, when you say blood work, you mean a full health screen, right? Yeah. Cause... So like you, you got to go to the doctor, you got to check your liver, kidneys, cholesterol. But you need, it, but, but you need like an echo as well, right? But you can add things if you want. Yeah, you can. Add I, I, I think that's. I think that would be more. Blood work doesn't tell the whole story. No, 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 no. I know. Listen. So the one thing Ian said is, did anybody who pass have bad blood work? And I'm like, I don't know. And you're right. You can have good blood work and still have a heart attack. 
Yeah. So, but my point is, it's a step in the right direction, right? So it's Basically, not going to solve. It's not going to solve every problem, but it might be like you can't you can't deny that guys will be healthier. And I use myself yeah. as I use myself as an example because, like, at thirty four years old, my blood work started to trend downwards. And this is the other thing people don't understand about the blood work. They think blood work is very acute. Like, I take a drug today, my blood work is bad tomorrow. And that is true for some markers, but for other markers, it's a long-term thing. So yeah. you, can't, you can't just go off the drugs and then all of a sudden your blood work's going to return to normal. If that thing is fucked up, it's going to stay fucked up for a while until you correct it. So there's no way for guys to trick the system. Like if, you're, if your blood work is trending badly, it's going to show eventually. So I used myself an example and I said, look, when I was 34, if they would have said to me, hey, your blood work's fucked up, I would have had to pay more attention and either retire or fix it before getting back on stage at 35, 36, 37. So, is kind of like the UFC clear fighters medically before they're allowed to fight, right? Yeah, like if they get knocked out, they have to fuck off for six months or whatever. No, no, even before a fight, like they have to go through a medical like two yeah. weeks before, right? And yeah, then yeah, yeah. They get cleared to fight. Oh, it's just, it's just, oh, yeah, the day, you know, it's bodybuilding, isn't it? <laughs> What's that, James? I said at the end of the day, it's so tough because it's bodybuilding and it's made itself popular because of what it is. And I know it's really difficult because we can all sit here and I always think of the ideal, but it's just putting it into practice is something I can never see happening. Right. So like in this world, you know, look at like, so let's say, I mean, this is, this is hypothetical, of course, but like say Rami's Brandon and Hottie's blood work is not in the parameters. Are we going to, Kick them out of Olympia this year, you know? So That's top three. No, no. So Ian said that. And I my answer to that was if they're going to implement something like this, they say it starts 23 or 24. So 2023, January 1st, 2023, or okay. January 1st, 2024, this these new things go into effect. So that gives someone like Rami or Brandon, assuming they have bad blood work, whoever it is. Yeah. yeah. Whoever no, I'm whoever, just saying they're the top guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever the bodybuilder is has bad bad blood work. They go, okay, well. I got two fucking years, 2024, this thing's going to come into effect. I got two years to fix my liver enzymes, to fix, fix my, maybe I'm pre-diabetes, maybe my cholesterol's fucked up, whatever it is. I got a year or two years to get myself in check so that when I get checked, I can still compete. And there is the caveat to that of we're all adults and we will take responsibility for our, our own health, right? Our own actions. Hmm. Like, what is that? So what do you if, mean? What are you saying? Like I'm the one shoving a damn needle in me. That's my responsibility like, uh, like, do you know what I mean? Like, no. So, what are you trying to like? You, like, it's not the IFBB's job to take responsibility for the athlete's health. So that came up also, right? And the whole personal responsibility thing and how important it is. But obviously, because of what you said earlier, the stakes are so high. Yeah, that guys aren't taking the personal responsibility. And I, I was one of them. I'm just, look, I saw my blood work and I'm like, this isn't great blood work. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to compete anyway. Right. So at that point, you made the choice and you, cause you had the choice. Like, but but what I'm saying is, carry on? that's right. But what I'm saying is if guys are making a poor choice, maybe there needs to be a governing body that steps in and goes, you know what? You fucking guys care too much about winning or care too much about money. And we need to, we need to intervene. Cause what looks worse? What look, tell me what looks worse. Uh, does it look worse to have bodybuilders maybe that aren't as big or aren't as shredded, or does it look worse to have five bodybuilders dying every year? Right. You know, like what looks worse for the sport? Because Ian says, Ian said to me, well, it's going to kill the sport. And I'm like, 
isn't the sport going to be killed anyway if we have like three, four, five people dying every year? Isn't that like, isn't the amount of deaths we've had in the last month or two enough for people to go, oh, fuck, I don't know if I want to do this anymore? I mean, fuck, Ben, me and you've had these conversations. I was going to, I was, I thought about doing one more show and I'm like, this shit's not fucking worth it. Like, so it's killing the sport. But it is, but it is situational because you said if you were 26, 27, and in one of these guys' positions, then it's a different answer. But what I'm saying is to the young kid, right? If you want to grow the sport, you grow from grassroots. So to the young kid who's 20 years old and sees three, four, five guys dying a year, does he go, well, wait a minute, maybe I don't want to do that? And it becomes less attractive to everybody. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not attractive to be like, because it, it also looks stupid to the rest of the public. Like, oh, these guys are just burying their fucking head in the wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, But wait. When do we ever care what the general population think? We're I, fucking freaks I and weirdos anyway. I don't mean we care to the point where we're going to stop bodybuilding, but I mean, like, we don't want to be looked at like we're complete fucking morons. Like, people are we dying. We looked at that anyway. But Before it's wor- people die, they look at us that way. They're all these meatheads. But it's worse right? when it's worse after things like this happen, though. So, I don't know. I don't know. Anybody? Anything? James? I can't, I can't, you, you've not as well. gone a little bit quiet. Is that mic working? I, I, I think, I think it's the same thing with the fucking, oh God, I don't want to get down this route. The same thing with the vaccine, right? It's oh no. personal choice. Don't, don't do that. Don't do no, that. No, 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 but, but it's, it should be personal <laughs> choice. Come on. It's personal choice, whether you choose to look after your health or not. That I, I I'm big on that. I'm not going to say anything about. I'm not going to say anything about the vaccine. What I'm going to okay. say is, these, these guys aren't making the right choice. That's my point. And I, I was one of them. But, but who's right but, not understood? But is that anyone else's responsibility other than that individual? I think like if, if, I've, if, I, if I've got some, if there's somebody, what's what's, a, what's the job? What's the job? What's the job of like the NBA commissioner? What's his job? His job is to grow the sport. His job is to grow basketball all over the world, right? Like, so if. We can sit here and bury our head in the sand and say, like, well, fuck it. It's everybody else's personal responsibility. Or if you're Jim Mannion, you're like, you know what? I need to grow this thing, and I want people to be more interested and more uh, accepting. Then you so, you have to step in and say, we so, are doing so, this. So let's take a bigger ex- – go on. Sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, didn't they already try this with the diuretics, though? Yeah, but that was testing for diuretics. So that's a little different. What I'm saying is a frequent every four months blood work. Yeah. So we're not testing for any drugs. We're just going to say, this is where blood work looks bad. And you have obviously have to adjust it for guys with more muscle. And then, and then say, but how, the only issues I see with that is, and how do you govern like, okay, so say, say they decide to test me and James at the same time. I'm two months out from the show. James is deep in his off season. You know what I mean? Hmm. So like, do they have parameters on, okay, if they're, if they're getting ready for a show, we're going to change our restrictions a little bit because obviously your ALT, ASD is going to be higher while you're on prep. You know, you got to take those variables into things as well. So, or are they just going to only test you in the off season, which isn't a bad idea because then at least that makes the people, you know, have to worry about their health, like actually come off or come down and get those things in parameters, even though we know you're going to go back off, you know, go back on yeah. the prep, but at least it gives that like, Hey, you got to take three months off, get your shit together and then go ahead and start blasting it. You know, relatively I haven't, speaking. I guess I haven't really thought of the time thing. That's a, actually a really good point because everybody competes at a different time. I just yeah. thought, I just thought they do the first test January 1st and then every four months after that. 
it would yes, have to be a... regular because it would have to be regular because you'd want to see the blood work at its worst, right? Yeah, because, and, times. Because yeah. And, and a lot of people do this. They'll be like, "I'm going to get my blood work checked after I finish prep and after I've been off for six weeks." I'm like, "No, no, yeah, get your blood work checked two weeks before the fucking show. See how bad it really is. Mm. That's what you that that tells you a lot of information. People are waiting for the numbers to fall back in line. They check it and go." Everything's great. I'll go back on and blast again. But I'm like, what were you doing when you were redlining? How much damage was that make putting on your body and your organs? That tells me more information than when you've been off for eight weeks. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to beat a dead horse because we talked about it yesterday on the podcast for a considerable amount of time. And we can move on. I do have a. I had one question. Sorry. And I know the. I know the question, but I don't know what the answer is, if there was one. But the NFL had a similar issue with CTE, right? Have they, because they were deciding whether they step in and what was their solution with that? Because that seems like a bigger sport that have a similar health concern. I don't know everything about football. I, I stopped kind of watching it a long time ago. But what I do know is they change a lot of the ways you can hit. I mean, I mean, Brett, you probably know more of this. You're, Brett, you're more of an yeah, so... I mean, mainly what they did is, yeah, they, they introduced a lot more penalties for, like, leading with your helmet and things like that. I mean, those things still occur, but now they're making it conscious to, like, defensive players, like defensive backs, to not tackle with your head first. Or you get a penalty or you get ejected from the game. Yeah. Um, the main thing they focused on was more so concussion protocol. So, you know, in the past, I think it was, like, especially, you know, 90s, 80s, 90s, it was, like, a dude would get a concussion. They'd send him out three plays. Send him back out. <laughs> once his, once he can remember his name, they'd send him back out. That's serious. I mean, like, even yeah. when I was in high school, I remember getting, like, a mild concussion, and I was just like, like, you good? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, let's go, you know, like. But now it's like, once you get in, they diagnose. I mean, you're supposed to. The You know, the, the laws and the rules, regulations say this is, like, they have to go through a full week of testing. You know, they have to pass all these certain tests where the NFL sends in a certain team to come, you know, make sure everything is good. Um, so they just didn't, you know, they've amped that up, and it is better, I'm sure. In, in, in regards, but with that kind of sport, you're always going to have some issues with the, with the contact. You know, and hardcore, hardcore football fans are like, oh, football sucks now. It's not as hardcore as it used to be, blah, blah, blah. And that's probably true, but they're still packing the stadiums. It's oh, not like, it's not like nobody watches football. So it's like. So that's, a, that's a good comparison then, right? I think so. If you're talking the way, think, and then that would. I think all those found, comparisons are good. Ways, I think they the found football, ways to diagnose it. Sorry, no, no, it's okay. I, I just, I think the football comparison is good. I think that UFC comparison you, you said was good about, you know, they got to go over full physicals before they get in the, get in the octagon. Like every sport has something. This bodybuilding is like, no, personal responsibility. Fuck you guys. The, the only difference is the money behind the federations that they have to support that kind of protocol versus bodybuilding, which there is no money in bodybuilding yeah but we're not advocating if we were advocating drug testing then you'd be like there's not enough money we're just saying get your blood work done so each guy's responsible for his blood work three times a year yeah that's not going to cost the federation anything yeah what i think what i think would help a lot is if the federation or somebody you know sets up how us athletes can get you know health insurance for a cheaper rate or some kind of health insurance package um, because that, that'll be just opened up the, the options for athletes to at least go get blood work done. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they make the excuse, like, you know, they'll make an excuse, even if it's just, Oh, I don't want to pay $200 right now. I'm not going to do it. I'll do it next month. You know, things like that. But if we actually had health insurance as athletes, you know, like other professional athletes have, 
you know, then that might open up the avenue to look more into your health and take those, those steps to correct things. I think it's a good point, but then you're back to what Ben said is there's not enough money or they don't want to spend the money. So right. to me, to me, the athlete, you know, if you're going to spend money on growth hormone, you're going to spend money on fucking coaches, you're going to spend money on food. You can spend $600 a year on, on getting your blood work done. Right. And in most countries, I mean, I, not in the U S I mean, some guys already have healthcare, but like in Canada, it's free. You know, I don't know how it is in the UK, but like, UK is crazy. yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Anyway. Um, I'm just baffled by body. Like when I think about bodybuilding right now, it's such a double-edged sword. Like this is nothing really to do with what we're talking about, but I think back to the time of where Dorian everyone was competing and this, the, the seclusion of information and not being readily available as bad as it was, is as good as it was. It was almost like we know too much now. And there's because people know too much bodybuilding has less hope of ever being something that's understood by or, or taken on by everybody. It's almost like the ignorance was the bliss because when no people knew less about it, they assumed it was just eating chicken and lifting weights, which, you know, to the public's wrong because they need to know the truth. But at the same time, that kind of protected bodybuilding as a sport. Because back then it was able to be seen and people idolized it and looked at it like, wow, these guys are just hard workers. They're in the gym lifting weights and building great physiques. Now, the main talk on bodybuilding is the pharmaceuticals and the protocols and the fucking drugs. And it's just like bodybuilding ain't what it was when I even started. It's crazy. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's even more hard for it now to be considered anything that's ever going to be a mainstream thing because the information's so out there and available. Like, it's too late for bodybuilding to ever be mainstream. I don't think I don't think anybody's trying to make it mainstream. I'm just trying no, no, to. Make... But, but there was there would have been a time where it it was on ESPN like yeah. it, it before because of the ignorance because no one knew. Yeah, like, there yeah. was a time where everything was shadowed and hidden. So we... and that actually helped bodybuilding propel itself a little bit more into the you know the 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 audience the public audience and now like it's it's just weird. I know it's so it's, people say it's not cult, but it's more it's not cult now, but it's kind of cult because we're all just a bunch of fucking weirdos who like, like talking about drugs. I see what you you're saying. What? It's, a, it's more like football. Like it's weird, man. Most I don't football. Know, I don't know. I'm just thinking about when I was a teenager <laughs> who's talking about it and like my feelings towards it then versus now. Like the passion. I still have loads of passion for it now, but the passion then was so different because if I knew what I knew now, everything I had to do in order to get here and the things I have to take, I wonder if I would have. I don't know. I don't but know. That's, that's the most important thing you said. So there's two things. One of the things I think is like football, right? Most people don't know that football players are on steroids. So they still have that innocence, I guess, that you're talking about, that people think it's just... Well, you just ruined Christmas for yeah, a bunch just, of fucking people. Yeah, just spoiled people, it for a whole bunch of people. No, but but the other thing is, what you just said is really important, though, that maybe there is a 20-year-old kid out there and that's watching this podcast and going, man, I didn't know how they felt. I didn't know that it might make me lose my hair. I didn't know that it might cause health issues. And that kid can make a better can make a better decision, though. But here, here's the here's the worrying thing to me, and it's not like I'm not I'm less worried about you guys, right? I'm more worried about some of the people. For instance, I don't often read the comments, but I read a comment when we did the Dallas podcast. Yeah, and you know we all went round and said how much trend we used, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hand on heart, that was I believe everyone in that damn room. Yeah. Someone wrote in the comment when, well. I've lost all uh, integrity because I know these boys are fucking lying about trend. I run like two grams of trend. So these boys must be running way more. And I'm like, he's a fucking dick. You're a fucking moron. I promise you those yeah. values were accurate. And the problem that I see is 
you'll get a group of guys like us come out and we'll say what we used. And I have no bones yeah, yeah. in the dosages that I've used. And like you said, oh, I went up to 800 and that was probably a bit too much. But there are people out there that listen and go, nah, that's bollocks. I know that. No way. I know that. And they're you the know, dangerous like, yeah. ones. They're the ones that are going to fucking hurt themselves. I've actually seen uh, <coughs> on uh, More Plates, More Dates on Derek's channel. And I don't know if he's referring to us. And I, he, he does a lot of good videos. He's a good guy, whatever. But I've, I think he calls it like a fake natty or I don't know what term he used. But it was like guys that are telling you their doses, but not telling you the full doses. Yeah. So I'm like, it kind of bothered me because I'm like, I don't, like I said, I don't know if he's talking about us, but I know people do think that about us. And I'm like, it's, I'm like, look, I think 800 is a fucking lot. Yeah. Like when I said 800, I was embarrassed that I was the highest. <laughs> so I was like, I'm like that we're not. So when I look, I know, I know I, there are some pros out there that, that have taken the piss and run. Oh, of course. Amounts. Yeah. There's people that what I'm saying is in the, certainly the circle that I'm moving in and talking to you guys. And I've had, conversations that i've watched you guys inject stuff as well the values are fucking true and it's the perception that oh that's bullshit they just don't want to admit it that's a really dangerous fucking thought listen when i when i don't when i don't want to say i won't say like i've said to people like the test level i found that worked best for me was like 1250 and some i forget what podcast we were doing but somebody was like what's the highest i'm like i don't want to tell you (laughs) so so i just i experimented for a couple years there that and, and it did, and I always tell people it didn't work. It was too much, and that's why I say twelve fifty was like the proper amount for me. Yeah. But it, it, you're right, Ben. It bothers me because part of the reason why I started the podcast was to get some of these things out there, mm. so people that were taking two grams a trend would be like, "Oh fuck, those guys are doing half or less of what I'm doing. Mm. I should change." But instead, they just call us liars and do more. It's weird because they'll believe us on everything else. Like we'll talk about depression, that's right, um, wiping our asses and everything else, right? And they're like, they're oh, these guys, yeah, they're like, these guys are so honest and so real. Now nah, he's lying about that though. Like yeah. that's that's bullshit because I'd run more than that. My nope. James James is falling asleep. No, I'm just like funny, I'm like that much. <laughs> but I do think that's I think that's a dangerous mindset. And I, I like I said I'm more worried about the guys on the fringe that uh, don't have access to you guys and the behind the doors and they assume what you guys are taking because they know what they're taking and they're like, well, I don't look like Brett or James and I'm taking a gram of tests. So these boys must be running three times that. And then like, like, mate, I've been trained, like, what they've done is been training since you were like fucking 12. But it's also not tra- not just training. It's also genetic. I mean, look, Ben, you, Ben said it to me numerous times. Ben trained with Luke. And he would do the exact same things Luke was doing. And Luke would yeah. grow like a fucking weed and Ben wouldn't. Yeah. So it's not drugs. It's not just working hard. It's not just training. The People way you underestimate genetics. They really yeah. do. And, and I, talking about blood work, I've seen, I've probably seen way over a thousand sets of blood work now. The guys that have better genetics have better blood work too. Your body's processing yeah. things better. Yeah, and I, I know I know Dr. Scott Stevenson's spoken about this, and he hasn't quite pinned it, but he suspects that there's some sort of um, enzyme or system in the in like a, a good pro that is able to cleave and metabolize the yeah. the compound better, well, and it puts less strain on the organs. Well, Dr. Dean talked about this on my podcast about hyperresponders and how some guys okay. absorb and and get rid of drugs faster yeah. than other guys. Yeah, like, look, if Luke and I was both taking even 250 milligrams of test, 
it's way more potent on him than it was me. It'd be yeah, the same damn bottle. His body just took it and used it better. Yeah, if anybody's interested, go back and watch the Dr. Dean podcast. We actually, I actually discussed hyper responders with him and he, he, okay. he talked about all the science of it. I'm not going to try and repeat it because I can't, but um, he said it's real. He said, it's, you know, some people, the way they metabolize drugs is different. And uh, yeah, that would make sense for blood work too. Cause if it's just sitting in your fucking body, then it's going to be worse for you. Yeah. So, and I think that's a, I think that's a point. I'm glad you brought that up. And it's like, you need to stress as the people is like in bodybuilding genetics is number one. I mean, you know, you're not you're not going to win the Olympia unless your genetic potential is there, and, and you're not going to be top ten in the Olympia unless you know all these guys have great genetics. And like we sometimes we even lose ourselves a little bit. We're like, you know, Branch Branch worked his ass off. You know, he's the hardest worker in the room, and he always was. But that motherfucker had some great genetics too. You know what I mean? Like even when he was 16 years old, he was. Yeah, like, it makes me laugh when they say he didn't. Like he's yeah, he, like, he, he, a teenager. He looked fucking yeah, phenomenal. He was phenomenal. He, that's when he actually had more of like a classic physique, and then he like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. putting putting on that mad muscle just through hard work. But it's still his genetics was his genetic potential was great, and so yeah. that's why you got these guys that are taking two like you said two thousand grams of freaking or not two thousand grams. Two, can you imagine two what two thousand? Can you imagine what two grams of test feel or two grams of trend feels like? Your eye, your eyeballs have to turn yellow at that point, don't they? Can you imagine yeah, the level? The you have of, it. Can you imagine the amount of coughing you'd be doing? <laughs> like, I would, I would worry about the mental state of the person at that point. I would not want to be around yeah. anyone. You know, it's funny. But, uh, John, John told me that I think the last time I took Trend when we were talking, still he, I said I didn't feel right, and he's like, "I'll tell you." He goes, "Trend feels different mentally." pre 40 and after 40 oh really yeah he's like there's a difference in the way you feel it's like it's obviously younger you're going to be more aggressive and more angry and whatever but it caused more like i don't know mood swings and depressive feelings post after, yeah after oh. 40 yeah so. more than fuck that i'm not touching that <laughs> shit <laughs> Bad enough, <isn't> it? <laughs> Yeah. You know how, you know how bad that person has to smell taking two grams of trend too. Like, does it make you smell? I, oh, yeah, I yeah. can tell. I can tell when bodybuilders are on trend just by how they smell and they sweat. Why? What's the smell like? It's it's a, you've never you've never we I've talked about this. I get like the I get like the ammonia smells. Like that like the ammonia. Yeah, no. it's just you just it's just that's like a unique smell. You know it right away. You're like, why does your sweat smell different? You know, well, I up my train. You're like, yeah, I can tell. Like, what the fuck? You know, it's coming, <laughs> coming out of your pores. Yeah. Was that why you was that why you smell like ammonia in my gym every day? Probably. No. You were, you, no, always, no. Oh, Brett. Fuad. No, Fuad was like, he was like freaking out. I was like, I think I stink. You were, yeah, you yeah. Were freaking out. I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, so, and then Michael was like, it's the fabric. And I'm like, no, it's not the fabric. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but anyway. Um, some, no, but some material does get stinky compared to other material. Borax. You guys ever use borax? No. Borax. Is, uh, okay, so I've, I've said this before on the podcast, but there's always new listeners. You have to so. feel it. Yeah, so I'll say it again, but so I put my detergent in my fabric softener and then in this load of laundry, I'll put uh, like a half a cup of borax. It's B-O-R-A-X for anybody who wants it. Because you know your clothes, like if you wear a shirt long enough, eventually, even when you wash it, it still has like a funk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That shit gets the funk out. Yeah, man. So I can... need that one for my shorts. I wear so many shorts so often. Oh, your your fucking crotch probably stinks. That gooch, yeah. that gooch is gonna smell right. That gooch, that gooch has been rubbing. <laughs> Especially if you're doing like cardio on the bike, yeah, that boy's gonna kick. Oof, man, J- James, how did you like Texas, man? 
I really like Texas. I could I could happily live there. Are you are you when you move? Are you still set on Florida? Or are you thinking about Texas? Oh, I'll be here for a bit, but we'll see in it. Whenever you know, once I'm in and they, the, you know, the paperwork's done, then it doesn't matter at that point. <laughs> I, will, I, I will say this, and I will say this, and Brett can back me up on this. You boys came the literally the day that the weather dropped. Oh, it so dropped great! Like, it dropped thirty fucking degrees, and the humidity came down with like fifty percent. Yeah, it, it was, was so awesome. much more bearable. Like that's not normal. It was like the weather knew we were coming, you know? I don't like bro, chat, bro chat's here. We got her. I don't mind the heat, man. I don't mind a little bit of heat. I don't know, Brett. Tell, like when you've come to Dallas in the summer, it's a bitch, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, that night we were out at your house and we, we had the grill and stuff. That was like, that almost sold me on Texas right there. That was just a perfect <laughs> night. You know, like that, that 65 that degrees. The best nights I've ever had. Yeah, that was one of the yeah. most comfortable nights, laughs, everything. So, like, yeah, those are those things you remember for a long time. That's because you went out ripping on the Polaris like a fucking That was maniac. part of it, too. That was part of it, too. <laughs> I was just going to say, I fucking, that's the only part of the trip I regret. Well, not going out on that not, machine. Not taking that fucking thing out for a spin. Dude, yeah, I, I, saw, I saw a guy turn into a little boy while we were driving there. He was like, <laughs> the, the, best thing, and and like, the best thing is you guys came back and you were, like, kind of, a little like anticlimactic because you didn't plug the belt in and take the speed limiter off. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We, 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 we were only like ten miles per hour. And then, then we <laughs> yeah, they came back. And and like, they came back the first time. They came back and they're like, "Oh, that was yeah, it was fun." It was it was fun. Right. And we were like, we were like, wait, 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 go back out." And they came back like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> I know. I didn't go back on it because I was too hungry. I wanted some steak. <laughs> if you guys remember, got- sorry, go ahead, Brett. No, I was just saying, yeah, we, we, it went from only going 10 miles per hour to we were going like 65 down those back roads, just oh, screaming. <laughs> I, uh, if you guys remember before we met, I said the only thing I wanted to do was sit around a fire and just shoot the shit and have a cigar. That's it. And that's right. what we did at your, at your uh, in-laws place, man. It was fucking great. Yeah, you know, I the fucking love that cigar. The next time we go out to the lake because we got jet skis. Do you? Yeah, they went over there. We'll take the jet skis. What out. the fuck? Why didn't you say that? Because you guys only came out for one day. Time, I would have stayed an extra night for that. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Not, not, not to see me or my son, just because they're fucking jet skis. Well, it's jet skis. That's different. <laughs> they are fun, man. They're good. I think we just need to go back. I think we will need to do just a second visit to re- re- reconfirm our feelings. I'm locked up. I'm locked <laughs> I up. Agree. In, I'm locked up in Canada now, man. I can't fly from here. Why? I, I can't cross the border because I'm not double vaxxed. I'll FaceTime oh. you from the jet ski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is you. You're riding, bitch, right here. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm literally, I'm literally locked in my own country. I can't leave. Can't cross the border. Oh, that's, that's, are you, are you locked in your house still? Or are you laid out? No. House? Yeah, I'm still in quarantine for like another four days or some shit. That's why my lucky beard. That's why my, my beard house. is so gray. What's that? Lucky you got a large house with a lot of floor space. Yeah, I'm comfortable here, but it's like you know, I want to dye my beard. I can't go get like beard dye and shit. Look how fucking gray it is. This is gross. But if you want to, wait. You have Amazon though. Yeah, but... I was in silk some they can still deliver to your house. Yeah, but yeah, maybe I'll do that. That's a good idea. I didn't so it's pretending it's I am legend. He's just like literally <laughs> pre yeah, the pre-testing what it'd be like in the post apocalyptic <laughs> times. Um all right, let's do some questions. If you all had to be replaced by a new member in the podcast, who would they be? I don't want to get replaced. You just got that- here, Brett. I know. I just started. What the fuck? Uh, who would be a good host? And it could be anyone, couldn't it? it could be any. They don't have to be in. Sean Ray. 
I was gonna say that Sean Ray would destroy this podcast. (laughs) Be gone as quick as he came. Everybody would stop watching tomorrow. Yeah, literally. What's wrong with that fucking guy? Is he fucking retarded? Yes. Does he have confirmed confirmed after this weekend? Confirmed. Seriously, does he have like zero like class, zero respect, self awareness, zero self awareness? Like, who the fuck? Like, where's this guy? And why does nobody do anything about it? Do you think it's an attention thing? Like, this is the only way he can get attention now because he got second place in so many shows that that's the only way he can get attention now is through making things up, being the the first one to report things. It it just, it's just bullshit, man. It's, it's a terrible thing. Um, I, you know, I grew pretty close to the guy these last couple of weeks and he called me last night or yeah. Yeah. Last night and the night before we talked like hours on this and like, he's very, you know, he's very affected by this. And it's like, it's to a point where like, he's going to beat the fuck out of Sean Ray. Like it's, it's going to happen. And I'm hope I'm there as well uh, to watch. But the main thing is like, the main thing here is like, it just, it just sucks, man. I, um, I don't, I think it might be attention, but I think, uh, I think Sean like fancies himself as the fucking truth teller. Like he's very opinionated and believes himself. That's what I'm saying. I think he thinks he's like, well, I'm telling the truth, so I should be able to say the truth. And you motherfuckers are too sensitive to deal with it. And I'm like, it's not about that. It's because you have bad timing and you have a shitty way of saying things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's something like we all know, which is respect and and when you deliver information and how and who to, like, you have to consider everything before you speak. Yeah. And I mean, this is one of them scenarios where it's almost like there's no consideration. I mean, look. Guy was Sean's good friend. And even Guy said, yeah, he might have been on stuff. And yeah, he had a previous heart issue. So I think he should have been more careful. But the way Guy says it and the way Sean says it is like, yeah, one guy's a complete asshole and one guy's saying it out of respect. And it's like, I just, I don't understand why Sean can't grasp it. Yeah, it all comes down to tone and deliverance. And unfortunately, it seems like some people, including Sean, when they deliver information that they, it comes across... Yeah, really quite bad. Like it just well, and shouldn't speak. He, he pushes the Andy a little bit by saying, like, you know, I, it, this looks like it could have been drugs. I, you know, I heard he was on drugs. It's like, no, you didn't. No, you yeah. didn't because he was never on drugs. You know, everyone close to him, he never, he never even smoked pot. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you can't just say those things because you're the first person yeah. to report this shit and people are watching you. So it's like, get, don't just say things because, you, you know, it makes the story. Yeah, you got to be, if you're going to be a journalist, whatever the fuck you call yourself is, you got to be responsible and spreading the truth. Okay, say your two cents worth of how you feel things should be, you know, but don't make things up that ruin somebody's reputation. It's, it's just complete, absolute bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Um, It seems like, it seems like some people are tone deaf on the topic. Like they just, everybody I know or I see in comment sections or whatever is complaining about him. But still, nothing happens. He's still there commentating. He's still there on some major channels. He's still there doing interviews. Even though the entire community of bodybuilding is like, we don't want this guy around anymore. He must have some fucking dirt on like the Manions or something. <laughs> Do you know well, what I mean? Because by now I'm like, how the fuck is he still allowed a microphone <laughs> in front of him? Well, I don't, like, think, it's, I don't think it's the Manions. I think it's the promoters of, of whatever shows have him around. 
because yeah, they, I think t- technically it works for like Jake Wood too. You know, yeah. Jake Woods, Jake Woods is a good dude. I've met him yeah. multiple times. Yeah. You know, I know he, I know he doesn't like those antics, but why, why is he staying there? Why is he still there? Exactly. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a loyalty issue. They're friends with him. They know he's a fuck up and they're like, you know what? We know Sean's a fuck up. We're going to keep around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But how many, how many times, how many times you let your friend fuck up before you go, okay, you go and sit in the corner. Yeah. Or give him a job. That's not in public. Like give him a job. That's not, you know, maybe behind the scenes. Oh, so I don't know. Um, how's Ben's butthole after the bro chat trip? Oh, shit. <laughs> sorry. What? I shouldn't have read that. Wait. I shouldn't have read that. I got to block this person. <laughs> Ben's bow. Yeah. Why can't we talk about Ben's bow? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. Uh, I want to know what the question was now. I do as well. If bodybuilding had to ban one substance to help keep its athletes healthier, what would it be? Diuretics. Diuretics. Yeah. Diuretics. This seems yeah. to be the issue, especially at the end, you know, when people are dying right before shows, if they have, it has usually has to stem from diuretic effects. Well, I yeah. mean, di- di- what can kill you immediately? Diuretics and DNP. Insulin. insulin. Yeah. Um, DMP is the real fucking kicker because once you OD on that, it's just a case of hold on and hope for the best. You know, I've never, even it, seen, I've never even seen that shit. You know that, eh? I was going to ask, has, it, has anyone used it here? No. I know a couple of guys who have, but I've never even seen it myself. Like I've, I've seen somebody. I've seen it. I've seen it. It's, um, it stains your fucking skin. Really, eh? I've is seen it, somebody it, on it and like they're sitting there in a 60 degree room just sweating profusely. And then it's like, it, that's, that's when shit gets scary, you know? Is it oral or injectable? Both. I think, I, think I just saw oral. I think. Yeah. yeah. I've never even fucking seen it. Yeah, I, I feel like, about it. I feel like if you have to go to that length to get shredded, there's something wrong. You're missing the fun part of bodybuilding, which is to get in shape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have any of you guys got home after a leg session and had the missus decide to dress up for you uh, the minute you got home? What? Well, you can guess what didn't happen. I think he's asking I'll if like, he's done, he couldn't fuck because his legs are fucked. Yeah. Uh, have any of you had that problem? I've tried to do no, that. No, you just make him sit on you, didn't you? Yeah, lay back. I can't fuck right after legs. I've had to sure. cancel some. I've canceled some sessions because like <laughs> we just, just gonna have to hold off, okay? Give me, I don't mean I have. Give me a couple hours. I've I've like I had to stop in in the middle, <laughs> like Ben. We're not training next time. Have you no, ever had a terrible? Have you ever had a terrible hamstring cramp? Oh my god, it's the worst. Oh, if you're on your <laughs> if you, if after legs, if you're on, well, the day after legs, if you're on your knees. Yep. And yeah. your I've, cramp. I've, I've had your knees now, Ben. Fuck. <sighs> No, <laughs> he's bored on his knees like a rabbit. No, like, <laughs> no, like, like, like on the way. Like, wait, where, where was she though when he was on his knees? That's the bit I want to know. Okay, just like if she's behind him, then we're in trouble. No, <laughs> no, I'm straight up, but on my knees. And the worst part is it usually happens right when you're about to bust, and then all of a sudden you're fucking shit cramps, yeah. and you can't enjoy your fucking moment because your fucking hamstrings are like, yeah. There's just a lot there. of yelling. There's screaming going on. There's crying. And she she thinks she thinks she's doing a great job, and you're like, no, stop, yeah. stop, 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 stop. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I had a I've had that happen with an ab cramp. That's even worse. 
Oh, yeah. yeah I've had that's that's Bo- the yep. bottom ab cramp at the fucking moment you're finishing. You're like, oh my god, fuck that. Yeah, when you're on top and you're like, yeah. you're giving it the the pelvis thrust. <laughs> <laughs> My worst, my most embarrassing cramp was a hamstring cramp one time. I was actually train legs. And I went to the grocery store, get to the grocery store, you know, park the car, open up the door. And I, you know how like you have to awkwardly, like this was a smaller car. Like, you have to awkwardly like tuck your legs underneath you and get out. Yeah. So when I was going out, my, my hamstring cramped up. It's so, like right when I hit my, right when I went to step down, they cramped and I just biffed it, just oh. fell out of the car and rolled a little bit. So I'm laying there. I'm like, oh fuck! Like on the on the concrete in a parking lot. And yeah. I look up and there's like a 70 year old lady just pushing her cart and she like stops and like looks at me. <laughs> I, I say, are you all right, honey? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And just lay on the ground. Is <laughs> it lay there for another like three minutes before I could get up? It was terrible, I, dude. I remember being at dinner. I remember being at dinner, sitting there. You know, you're kind of dressed up, and. You're sitting in a chair and your knees are bent a little bit, and you know you sometimes you shuffle them under you. So I kind of kind of shuffled my my like, bent my knee a bit. My hamstring cramped, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" So that and you're sitting at it like a, it was a nice restaurant, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm, we're with another couple, and I'm like, trying not to like be like my hamstrings fucked. So I tried to straighten my leg underneath the table, but then my quad starts to cramp. Oh no! And I'm like, oh, shit! So I'm like. I gotta go. I'm like, I gotta go to the washroom. I tell Summer before I get up. I'm like, can you get me a salt water? So I tell Summer, and then I get up and I straight leg walk to the washroom. Like I'm like, peg- like you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like like peg leg it to the washroom. I get to the washroom, start drinking water, but it's just it's just tap water. There's no salt or nothing. And I'm like trying to massage my leg. I peg leg back to the table, and she's got like a rock glass with like salt water in it. I fucking drank that immediately, like it released. But I was like, I was so panicked because I'm like, I, I had the same thing, both hamstrings, but both hip flexors went as well. Oh, wait, wait, wait! On a brand new motorbike that I picked up. Holy fuck! So I'm riding it, yeah. and then like I'm t- I'm tucked, so my legs are behind me. I'm like, holy fuck! My hands, I just trained legs. Yeah, I just trained legs, and then I ran from I went from the gym straight to the garage to pick up the bike, and I was going down Park Lane in in London, the West End, and both hamstrings went. So I straight leg on the motorbike, and then both hip flexors go on me. Oh fuck! Because so you put your like, because you oh, put your legs yeah, out. I, yeah. Yep. I'm like, fuck me. That's pull over. That was bad. Shit myself. I thought this was cool. I got this from a client put this together for me. Who does I, know, I know James already has his and Fuad, but I finally got my magazine cover or article in here. Do you have a cover Shit. yet? No, not a cover, just a spread. All right. Well, I'm sure it's going to come soon. We began a cover soon. What's what magazine is that? MD? Yeah, that was this month's MD. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. I don't fucking thank you. I got to take some of my magazines and like lay them out like that. I don't have anything cool like that. Yeah, no, he just showed up with that. He's like, hey, I made this for you. I was like, holy shit. Man, Who did that? Awesome. A client of mine. He, he put it all together as a gift. I was I was shocked. See, nobody does nice stuff like that for me. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when trying to bring up your back, should you focus on width for a period of time and then thickness or both at the same time? <laughs> Never leave one or the other. Yeah, kind of silly. Do it all. It- did you guys ever believe in that? Did you do like a width day and a thickness day? That was my. Oh, it you did works. That? Oh, it works. What? Listen to me. I'm yeah. telling you, it works. So, back in the day, so I have like genetically like my shoulders are a little wider, so my back was poop. 
So they're like, your back is like wide, but it's like paper thin. So like you need to do something, right? So after like my second show or something like that, third show. So I started doing a width day and a thickness day. It fucking works, man. So like on my width day, I would do all pull down movements. And on my thickness day, I would do all rowing movements. And my back fucking the next year was way better. You could say it was just because of extra frequency. So I was about to say that. I've done, Luke and I did like a, we had two different back days and one would be, prioritizing like pulling from the floor yeah and then uh the others would be a little more like pull down variations but there would be a, a an overlap between movements as well right so yeah. we changed maybe two of the exercises out the compounds would be different but the rest of the stuff was the same but it was just the frequency was higher yeah as well yeah I so get we'd it. have we'd have two back days within a rotation but there's different focus like you have two back days but one is more heavy duty like rowing basics and what and what is more like i don't, <laughs> don't want to say isolation but more pull down stuff yeah so yeah i've wrote this and i've wrote out many a time a plan that has that in and then by the time i get to training back i'm like no nah, i need to do some fucking rows like i can't stick to the whole those isolation movements only i could i could if it was paired with something else like hamstrings well, yeah. I usually I usually paired my rowing day with with two hamstring exercises afterwards. Because if mm. I'm de- if I'm deadlifting, barbell rowing, T-bar rowing, I feel like my hamstrings are getting a ton of work anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that may, that would that would be I would be able to deal with that. But my rowing yeah. day, my sorry, my pull down day, I would use as an easy day. So like, let's say I would do quads on Monday, my yeah. pull down day would be Tuesday. You know, like day after quads, you're kind of burnt a little bit. So like my pull down day would usually be after quad day because I knew I could get through it and still give like 100% effort. Yeah, if, I think as well, if you're splitting the legs, you can get away with having a back day and then doing hamstrings and uh, secondary back movements. So I, would do or... hamst- so I would do hamstrings twice, but only two exercises on each day. So I would do right. quads and then two exercises for hams. And then on the rowing back day, I would do another two yeah, exercises ham, for hams. But, yeah. but you start on hams and then do the two back? On the quad day, I would start with hams. Okay. So I would do one ham one hamstring exercise to start. Yeah. I would do my quads and then I would do one hamstring exercise to finish. Okay. Yeah. And then on back on my rowing day, I would add two hamstring see, exercises after. See, I, I I do it the other way around. I do four quad and two hams. And then on my hamstring day, I do three hams and three back. So you do hamstrings know, first. I still don't know what the perfect split is, man. I still I still contemplate it daily. I don't think yeah. there is a perfect split. I think it depends on the person. I don't know. There's only the perfect split for the person because your body needs to, everybody's body needs different shit. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure mine out. Push pull legs works if you have enough fucking time to train your arms and shoulders properly. Yeah, yeah. But on by the, the time you get to that, it's like, fuck, I've, I've been in it two and a half hours. Yeah, that's, I actually like at the minute, like a variation of push pull legs and then a fourth day shoulders and arms. Yeah. I think that covers. I can't do push pull legs. I feel like I don't get enough per body part. Yeah, that's what I mean. You'd have to be in the gym for like yeah four hours to feel like you've done enough. I can't do it. Yeah, it's crazy. Why? Um... What do you do, Brett? So I do like a combination. I so right now what I'm doing is I do like a push because I like doing my chest and shoulders together now. I, I, once yeah. I start doing that, I love it. John, so I just do, do a that pu- too. So I do a push day. So chest and shoulders. I do a strictly back day. I do a hamstring day by itself. I do a quad day by itself. Um, and then I'll do an arm day by itself as well right now because I'm trying to bring up my arms a little bit. How many days a week are you training? Um, five or six. Yeah, you're like me. I like to train a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I don't – because like, I don't really count – you know, like arm day, I'm like – I'm counting that as like a little bit of a rest day as well. Yeah. 
How, you never done the, you've never done the width and width and thickness day, Brett? No, I've never I've never tried that. But you're the first person I've heard that says it works. So maybe I'll have to look into it. Well, so you're you you're you're thick and wide anyway, so you're good. So with my with my back, like, and this is a Meadows thing, you know, with just with just with training with him is like on my back training, it's more about hitting all the angles. So like, well, that's one thing I really learned with him is like. You know, we started with pull down, so we got this done. You know, then we're gonna we're gonna go low rows, so we can hit the low lats. We're gonna do high rows, so we can hit the high lats. We're gonna do rack pulls, so it's the wrong boards. You know, things like, so like I'm trying that. to hit. Yeah, I'm trying to hit every angle of pulls yeah. and then loading it with a pull, usually like some kind of, you know, either rack pull or deadlift at the end to just finish yeah. it off. So, so that's how like everybody should train back, right? You're trying to hit all the different areas, but all the different that, areas. But that's why I like doing the the, the width and thickness days because you can target them more. And like right. really, really focus on each piece a little bit more than if you just because if you do a back day, most of us do what four exercises, maybe five, five. I'm on like six or seven. Do you? Really? Yeah. I saw you. Uh, James listed his back workout yesterday, and I went through and I was like, "Fuck, there's seven exercises, Jeez. and there was two working sets on everything." I'm like, "You're fucking nuts." Yeah, that's a lot. I train yeah. a lot too. I, I do at least six. I, I my my sessions are an hour and forty five. Are they really? Yeah, but I do four exercises and it takes me two hours. <laughs> because is you're talking too much. I know what do you like I'm in there for an hour. I'm not talking to <laughs> I'm in there you're for an hour. On, you're checking on your kid too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm like four or five exercises. I'm in there for an hour, hour and fifteen minutes. My sessions get long. Really? You take a lot of rest yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I take a lot of rest. Yeah, actually when James and I trained, so we trained legs on that Sunday. And then when you guys all fucked off, James and I had two really good training days. And I was like, that was on the money. Like we had a, a good amount where we could chat, but then we lifted some big, heavy fucking weight. And then it was, it was not rushed. Cause I, I was can't. like, I'm being on Sunday. I was like, I'm being rushed around here. <laughs> and I you can't. were, you were getting antsy. Cause you were like, you guys need to fucking hurry up. Well, I can't train. With, I can't train with four, four of you, four people, man. It's like yeah. three people is too much. Like two people is good for me back and yeah. forth. Right. Like, I have a I have a focus problem. I have like ADHD. If I like, if you give me too much time between a set, I'll start to fucking lose I, focus. I don't like any set detracting from my end set. Yeah, I like to keep moving so my mind just stays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Can you guys rate my physique? No. No. It's bad. Terrible. Three. It's a three. Do you think? Oh, no. Uh, what should you people, look for? No. People love those rate my physiques, huh? Yeah, they do. Everybody wants. I don't to know rated. why though. Uh, what do you guys put on your burger at Five Guys? Uh, I like caramelized onions. For sure. Good one. Yeah, it's always about that. But I do like lettuce. I do like lettuce. If I'm skip the, if I'm doing skip the dishes, I can't do lettuce. It's all fucking shitty when it, by the time it gets to my house. Mm, yeah, no, I can't eat out. So why are you, la- why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I just I remember the conversation where you told me about I've never heard of skip. We don't have skip the dishes. Oh, is that, right. is that a delivery said, service? Yeah. What See, yeah. that's what I said. I'm like, I'm like, what do you it's mean? I, the, is it Uber Eats? It's like Uber Basically. Eats. Yeah, yeah. We have Uber Eats. But I, but I thought I didn't know it was an actual like company. So when he said it, I thought it was like his slang way of saying I'm eating out, like I'm ordering out, taking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> being actual. I'm being lazy again. <laughs> I'm not going to get coffee. I need a coffee. That's why I need. All right. So lettuce, caramelized onions. What else? Uh, yeah. 
Pickle? I don't. I like pickle. Um, I do like tomato as well. You tomato? But, uh, well, I got the the big round fucking. Yeah, that's probably to be fair. That's probably all I need in my burger. What about condiments? I, really I never ketchup. really have cheese. What about ketchup, mustard, and like mayo and yeah, stuff yeah. like that? Yes, ketchup and uh, sometimes a bit of mustard. Okay, Brett. We talked about this a couple of podcasts ago. Remember, I said I only do ketchup. Oh, that's right. You're the weirdo. So then, like, yeah, and you were calling me weird, but I had so many people write me after that, and they DM me and be like, "They're just yeah, bro, to... get ketchup only is how you go." I'm like, "Yeah, bro, ketchup <laughs> only." <laughs> They're just trying to lick your nuts, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I am. We're we're basic bitches. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> ben, five guys. If I'm gonna do five guys, it's uh bacon, pickle, ketchup. Bacon pickle. Wow, man. I thought I was I thought everybody was like pickle. basic like me. So I hate pickles, right? And pickle. I fucking I hate them, but then Denise was obsessed with them. One time she ordered these burgers and I was eating it and I was like, what the fuck is that? And it's a pickle, but I can't eat them unless it's in a burger. If it's like on its own or in something else, I'm like, can't handle it but in a burger it adds like a the right amount of like salty yeah like different texture and taste it's good what do i despise what what did we learn at the sushi restaurant what do i despise do you remember no cucumber Oh, oh that's yeah. right. This guy was I fucking I had, hate cucumber. I pick my I, I use first off, I use a fork when I eat sushi, but I keep onto the, the sticks because I poke out the cucumber if the if the roll has cucumber in it. That's and I was the most doing re- that. It's the most refreshing no. part. And he was freaking I, out on me. <laughs> I, I can't do I can't fuck with cucumber. You you cucumber is like a shit version of a of a, a zucchini. <laughs> you know, I think you guys I, I think you guys are hilarious. You know, I've learned one thing over watch doing this podcast for two fucking years. That uh, mob mentality is a real thing. You guys are fucking <laughs> hilarious because one one guy will say something and everybody jumps in. But I guarantee you, if we went for sushi, you guys would eat the cucumbers and not probably not say shit. I don't order the rolls with the cucumber in it. James is lying. James has lied on this podcast like a whole bunch of times, and then changed his mind. Like Man. like you like you you said to me one time. I said I said uh, about music, for example. You're like one day we did a podcast. You're like. Yeah, I don't need music. I don't care about music. And then, like a different podcast, like fifty podcasts later, you're like, "Yeah, I love music. I need hard music." Yeah, it, probably because my emotions have changed. But it depends on who else is on the podcast. Yeah, that's what I noticed. So. How long was it between the two? What you said, like how I many? Don't know, it was a, a whole bunch of episodes. Yeah. Listen, listen, things change, man. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been, I might have been like heavily, I might have been emotionally strong at the time. Needed music. I think. And then the other thing, you motherfuckers. James and Ben are like, yeah, yeah, we don't do any screaming when we train. Fuck that shit. We don't need to scream. And then I train with them, and all they did was scream. So we've been filming <laughs> up. Huh? Yeah, we, the camera was rolling. Oh, that's why the and camera two, was rolling. There was no fucking rest. You're when I'm allowed my when I'm shit. allowed my ten when I'm allowed ten minutes between sets, you won't hear a peep out of me. You were screaming. Like, you were screaming at Brett, and you weren't even training with them. Wait. He called me over and said, I'm going to hack squat. Look, it, look at you motherfuckers. Face. Look at you motherfuckers ganging up on me. Look <laughs> that, was, that, was for, that was for me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I bark, I, I, bark, I bark like a dog and he screams in my face. <laughs> I catch you motherfuckers lying all the time. You guys I only, li- ever really, I only ever really scream if there's like attractive women around. Oh, is that, you think that's going to attract them? It's, it's the wolf call. 
It, you know, it makes them like probably think you're fucked up, right? That's why I get no attention. <laughs> uh, um, you're stranded on a desert island. You're allowed three things. What are they? Um, a woman. I met my wife. <laughs> correction. That was a quick correction. My wife. See, see, I'm I'm taking a different woman because my wife ain't there to kick my ass. So I want to my her. wife, a boat. That way I can leave. And somebody <laughs> then you're, not, you're stranded though. You can't. Oh, okay. So you can't pick that. <laughs> a fueled helicopter. Yeah. Fueled helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Um fuck, I don't know. I would I need de- some kind of fire starter, like a lighter yeah. or something. Definitely my wife and a torch. Fuck that! I'm taking it. I'm I'm taking Bear Grylls. He wins. What if Brett he wins the game? I'll take Guy. Guy will save me. <laughs> guy couldn't. Guy couldn't even start fucking fire at MJ's. You don't want a guy. Yeah, that's. True. Oh yeah, yeah, fuck that. I think the Swiss Army knife. <laughs> Army knife. I don't even just take a gun. Swiss Army. What knife, are you gonna man. do with a gun? An axe. I want an axe. An axe. Kill the birds. An axe. A gun would be good, but then you'd be out of bullets. You're going to have unsu- yeah. unlimited supply of bullets and you're fucked. You have a gun that doesn't do anything. Flint. You need Flint. I you thought you said Slim. I thought you like said James, Slim. You don't need There's not enough carbs out there. You got to chill out. Yeah. Yeah, you need Flint <laughs> to start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> the rocky substance that is Flint. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Flint, a, a fucking uh, a Swiss Army knife and probably some mouthwash. No, that's your third. Yeah, man. Like, listen. If your if your gums go bad, that's oh, mate. Whew. I'm gonna take. Is there a way? Is there something that will filter salted salt water? Because well, you can f- do that. A filter. You. I know, but you like, can, I, yeah, we can't. You just you can do, but you also you got the fire. You're you can boil it. Yeah. There's no fucking plugs to plug shit in. That's why I was being sensible. You lot are like saying, let's take a fucking microwave or some shit. Like, <laughs> you're you're going to plug it in. <laughs> okay. Really? Uh, I, need a, I need a torch. Torch. You need batteries, though. No, torch. It's like gas. Oh, I guess the gas will run out. Wait, wait, wait. Torch. I'm talking about a torch like a light, flashlight. No, I'm talking like a torch, like a, a fire that shoots fire. Not a flashlight. Not a flashlight. (laughs) That'd be more useful. (laughs) That's not. You'd be starving. You'd be starving to death, but you fuck yourself. (laughs) This is a serious question. If one of us brought a flashlight, whatever it's called, yeah. I know what you're gonna say, you dirty fuck. Yeah, like would you feel comfortable in the I'm going first. Yeah. I'm going first. <laughs> what did you say, James? I said we all have to share it, and in between uses, does it have to get clean? Yes, it has to be cleaned, yeah. Okay. Yes. That's non-negotiable, James. Yes. <laughs> I just don't know. You guys might like you might get down like that. You might like burn it. I don't want to... <laughs> I, I I need it. I need to be washed and cooled down because I can't have it but... having your warmth on it still. Wait a minute. This is this is interesting. <laughs> because there's no Vaseline. So if you have a flashlight, it's rubber and there's nothing in it, and you're first someone needs to bring Vaseline. Gonna be, there's gonna be that... no there's gonna be no like lubrication. No, you, you might be better to go it. second. You can just spit on it while I'm going. Oh, you oh. fucking dirty fuck. <laughs> just cross the line, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, um, 
Bro, yeah. Brett's, Brett's a pool. Look at Brett's face. Brett's like, why, why? I should have been on the other podcast. This motherfuckers yeah. are gross. Do you know, nah, no, you know, nah, Ian, Ian has more stories than that. <laughs> I, Go I ahead, feel like one of us could take some sort of tea bag, like tea bags. What? So you can drink, drink tea? Yeah, cook up a tea. To drink tea. So we can boil the, boil the salt water, get rid of all the bacteria, and have tea so it tastes better. No, your ass is taking your ass is taking sunscreen, James. That's what you're taking. Yeah, you burn you burn so fast. We were, out, we were out shooting guns, you fucking burned like in a hurry. And it wasn't even that sunny. No. <laughs> Damn. Oh. So we would all be dead in a week, is what we're saying. Yeah. No, oh. I don't think we would. I think I'd survive that shit. I don't we know. Can figure, I don't think, we can, think we can figure out the water. Take a yeah, chicken. Then it would lay who, would we, who would we knock off first? Yeah, and eat the body. That's what I'm wondering. We're not, all there together. We're not all there together, though. We're there separate. Oh, when do you, you need two chickens, though? So they can fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah you need, you need, you need a cock. To, they don't need to oh. fuck to make eggs. The egg really? comes out unfertilized. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah egg, that's egg, egg's not. I thought they were always just fucking. No, the egg just comes out like that. That's why it's not. It's yeah. got no life. So what's the point of a rooster? I don't know. Well, he does. He fertilizes the eggs after they're already out. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should uh, find out. Yeah, how like because like, yeah, like why is it that sometimes people crack an egg and they get like a fetus in it? Ooh. Because they let it, they let it, they let it sit too long. Yeah, like I've, I've heard like horror stories. I've never had a fucking fetus in my egg. Yeah, like half, like a half-formed chicken coming out. Yeah, because that takes time and it has to be, it has to stay warm long enough. For yeah, it the, prim- the primary role of a rooster is flock security. The rooster watches for flying and ground-dwelling predators. He will gather the hens close and physically protect them from pred- predation. Many roosters are naturally aggressive. Some may attack humans. <laughs> that is true. So they're there for security. Yeah, they are fucking. They're well aggressive. Vicious bastards. The male chicken fertilizes the eggs, which allows them to develop into baby chicks. Roosters will protect the rest of the flock. So there's male chickens and there's roosters. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Hen eggs are not, hey, go look, read the second one down. Hen eggs are not fertilized when they are laid. For a hen to lay a fertilized egg, she needs a rooster. So you can still get eggs. It's just not fertilized. Okay. So he goes exactly. in the pit. all of our because all of our ducks are females. So he goes and he goes and he fucks the eggs. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, how do... that you really <laughs> on the end of your cock? <laughs> fucking an egg. That's amazing. That's like Smashing a... an egg in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love eggs. How does the rooster? I love eggs. The rooster will hop on the hen's back and perform a cloacal kiss, delivering sperm into the oviduct. Oviduct. This will fertilize the egg of the day and can fertilize eggs for a week or so afterwards. So basically, okay. the, the chick, the chick, the chicken, the female wants to produce eggs on a daily, and it's just up to him. Yeah. Okay. So we're yeah. e- we're eating all the blanks. We're eating the. Blanks. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, got you. Yeah. So I would take a fucking chicken on a desert island. At least I got some. Good call. Steady, steady supply of eggs. Yeah, and so you get really hungry and you get kill it one night. Most, <laughs> yeah. most eggs sold commercially in the grocery store are from poultry farms and have not been fertilized. 
given the right nutrients, hens will lay eggs with or without having been in the presence of a rooster. For an egg to become fertilized, a hen and rooster must mate prior to the formation and laying of the egg. All right, I feel much smarter now. Just don't fuck, the, just, just don't fuck the chicken on the island, though. Don't fuck the chicken. <laughs> don't fuck You're the not chicken. fertilizing that. Um, all right. Uh, what was the weird... Nope. Would you rather get two cheat meals per week that doesn't affect your physique at all or not have any or not have to do any cardio during prep? Two, two cheat meals don't affect you anyway. Huh? They don't affect you anyway, two cheat meals a week. Well, most people it does. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> James, you already James, you've already established that you're in the genetic elite of this sport. He had an argument with me. Honestly, I'm I had an argument with me. I had to put it in perspective for James because he was trying to claim that he has bad genetics. Kind of like, you know, when Guy does, right? And I'm like, James, you don't get to say you have bad genetics. You just don't have... No, well, we have different traits. Don't have... I, I just, yeah, yeah. Like, you have strengths of your own, don't you? Like, but I, I can... Yeah. What James is saying is, like I've said that before, it's relative to who you're competing against. Yeah. Like, obviously, for the average population, we don't have shit genetics. There is, there is no one that's ever stepped on an Olympia stage with bad genetics oh, but if you're saying the guy who is 15th compared to phil heath has bad genetics i'm i'm just saying in terms of bodybuilding the term itself yeah yeah, yeah. Good movie star genetics, man. Come on. i meant to be in movies you have <laughs> no, to lose like 100 pounds no okay 60 because i look i look like if you pounds. if you lost like 40 pounds you could be like a jack jason statham that would be good that should be what i do yeah, more money in that, right? Yeah. Um, or, or you can get really fat and you can look like Gimli. Who's Gimli? The dwarf. The struggle to get fat. <laughs> I struggle to get really fat. I don't know who that is. From Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. Oh, I haven't seen it. Still, I'm the only oh guy. Only guy on earth. I know. Fuck off. How could you not seen Lord of the Rings, man? Uh, what was the reaction the first time somebody asked to take a photo with you? Um, okay. I, are you sure? <laughs> Pure embarrassment. I, I actually had it because most of the time it was Luke. Yeah. I was and then Luke it was the first time they were like, no, you, Ben. Yeah, and I was like, are you fucking... And then I'm like, well, they're just being polite because it's awkward because they asked one for Luke and then me. And yeah. my ad doesn't count. I always felt like that at the booth because they would be like, somebody would take a picture with Cedric and I would be standing there and be like, oh yeah, you get in too. And I'm like, this motherfucker, give me a pity photo. That's what, that's what I was like at James's booth at the athlete meet and greet for the yeah. Olympia. Yeah. They were like, oh, James, they're like, oh, oh Ben, if you want to stand near, you can. <laughs> one, of the, one of the best instances of that was actually here at Arborist Pro Gym. Um, this, was, this was like a year and a half ago, two years maybe. And I was over on the treadmills with, I was actually with Phil. So Phil was walking on the treadmill. I was standing on the one next to him, just talking. And there's these Asians here. They were like, they were from China. They like literally came to America to come check out the gym. And they were probably there to find Phil, but you know. Yeah. So he, he's walking and they walk up behind us and they go, oh, oh, Brett Wilkin, Brett Wilkin, can I take a picture? And I'm sitting there and I look at Phil and I just start laughing. And he goes, go, go, go. And like, I just stand right behind them, right behind Phil. And they take a picture with him. So Phil's in the background of the picture and they didn't even notice it was yeah, no, Phil. It's Phil. They even know this is Phil, and so they took a picture of me with Phil walking behind me, yeah. and, then, and then they just went about their way. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
I don't know how I felt the first time. I can't remember the first time somebody asked me for a photo. It's a long time ago, huh? Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, of course, it's going to be a good feeling, especially the first time. You're like, you know, you, you act to the court. And they was like, yeah, of course, bro, whatever. I, whatever, did, a fo- but, like, I did a photo shoot before I ever asked for a photo. That was weird. Go in there and get like oiled up and shit. I'm like, this is strange. Who's so, that for? Uh, that was for the first company I was sponsored by was uh, Fusion. Fusion Nutrition. So I did a photo shoot with them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the first time I got asked for a photo, but I, I probably thought it was normal because I was a cocky cunt. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay, take a photo of me, cool. Like I don't know. He probably, he probably said about time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, paranormal experiences from anyone? I'm definitely afraid oh. of ghosts. Yeah, but have you ever witnessed anything that confirms them? No, not at all. I'm just definitely afraid of ghosts. Not as much now as I was when I was younger, but when I was younger, I was fucked up. I'd have to, like, turn all the lights on in the house. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's it's funny you say this, because this actually happened this week. (laughs) What happened? So so Ivana texted me the other day. This is, like, five days ago, and she's like, we need to talk. And, you know, whenever you get that text, you're like, fuck, what did I I do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so call her. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, well, I just found out some information and I'm, I'm really upset about it. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll come home. Well, you know, I'm almost done. I'll be there. So I get home and come to find out she was out, you know, she was out and about and our neighbor was out there. This old, old lady was out there with her dog. And, this lady, and she was talking to Ivana and she was like, you know, they're talking about, so we, we live in an apartment complex right now. And they're talking, they're like, oh, they're talking about how shitty, like the, you know, the offices and how they handle things, whatever. And the lady was like, yeah, so like two years ago, that apartment right over there, you know, with that porch right there, there's actually three like 19 year old guys living in there. And one of them, one of them shot himself in the, shot himself in the head and killed himself. And the bullet went through the wall into the neighbor's, into the neighbor's apartment. And Ivana goes, which one? And she's like pointing at the apartment and fucking come to find out it was our apartment. Oh, no. So she tells me this. I'm like, hold on, let me let me text some. I, I have my I have my neighbor's I have my neighbor's phone number. So I was like, let me just text and confirm, you know, before you start freaking out. So I text him, and he's kind of like a hippie stoner dude. He's hilarious. And I'm like, hey man, I just wanted to ask you, you know, like before we moved in, did like the people that lived there before us, like did some guy shoot himself in the head and the bullet went into your apartment? And he, he goes, oh yeah, bro, definitely. What I'm the like, fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me this? He's like. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, well, there's actually people that moved in right before you for a week, and I told them, and they ended up moving out. So like, you know, I just didn't. He's like, and then he goes, and he goes, you been seeing any ghosts or anything? And I'm like, what? The? I'm like, what are you doing? Why don't you just tell me this now? Like, I've been here for a year and a half. That's why I'm like, he's like, it's been a year and a half. There's only been one instance though. One instance. I'm gonna tell you this because I can't explain it. Don't freak me out. So we came home one night, and like on the wall, like way up on the wall, like so high that I can't even reach it. There's no way our cat could have got that high. There's, and there's just this little string of blood on the wall. Dead serious. What? And I no, I know, I know what that's, I know what it's from. And I sat there all night trying to figure this out. I was like, did a fly like run into the wall? I'm like, no, there's too much blood there. Did the cat get that high? I couldn't figure it out. I never did. To this day, I have you no pulled, idea. You pulled out of your delt and it went, it shot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, this was in like the bedroom corner. Like, there's no way. Like, so, like, to this day, I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know what I mean? So, so are you I don't move? know. I mean, I mean, yeah, we're moving here in a couple months <laughs> for sure. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, can you, can you move before I come visit? Cause 
I I might get a hotel now. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. So it's it's like I mean nothing besides that, but that one time. So I guess we've been good. We'd be good, you know, homing this person, so they're fine with this or this ghost or this. <laughs> I've never had any issues, but uh, I've never seen anything. But it's just something a fear I had. Probably still have it. I just haven't really paid attention to it. People really like some still. James, you scared of paranormal shit? Do you believe in paranormal shit? No, I do. But I'm not scared of it. No? No. Are you scared of anything? Getting small. Um, You're scared of getting small. No, small holes. Like, oh, that's right. We talked about that. You know, like if someone, like when there's like a hole in the ground and some fucker tries to like climb through it. Yeah. Like that shit's odd. But you, like, said you were, like, but you said you were scared of like holes, like in a grate too, like just a shower. No, no, no. I'm not. I said a lot of people are. I'm oh, not. Okay. I said, I remember, I brought up that there's um, Donna, Donna is, I think, Donna. Yeah. 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 Um, so you're scared yeah, of I'm small holes cool. that you can crawl into and maybe get stuck. Yeah. Like, or, or like, you know, like back in the day, like in the war where they used to dig the trenches. Yeah. Like under in the clay and they can collapse on you. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. That shit. So you're scared of confined spaces. I have my license in that. Well, it's expired now, but anything, anything that you can't move your arms like this in. Yeah. So imagine you have to go in something and your arms are stuck there. I had no. to do a, I had to do a test like that when I did security when I was like 23, 24. And uh, you get a license called Rescue from Confined Spaces. No. Nope. And, and they make you and they make you they put you down this fucking hole. It's like a sewer hole, and it's like I was just starting to get bigger. It was fucked up, dude. I'm like I went down like this. I got to put my hands above my oh, head. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Just the other Actually, just last month, I went for an MRI on my neck. Yeah. I, I almost freaked because it was worse because they put the fucking mask on my face. Mm. So, and because it was my neck, they put this brace on my neck. So I have this brace on my neck, the mask on my face, and I'm in the fucking tube and I can't move. And I'm like, this is the fucking worst. Like, it took, I, when I, they gave me the button, it took everything in my power not to like push the buttons to yeah. get me the fuck out of here. Mm. I do. I do my wrist, but I had to lay this way to get me in. Yeah. So they. So I had one arm down, one arm up because I had them both that, that way. It was too wide, and being like that, when I lay down with one arm up, it cuts off like the blood right supply. So yeah. this hand goes numb on me, and the yeah. one they were trying to scan was going numb on me for like. And you're in there for like twenty minutes. Yeah. Twenty twenty five minutes. That's fucking horrible. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I only. I think he only did ten minutes for me, but it felt yeah. like it was half an hour, man. I get the fuck. I was like, I get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got one of them hyperbaric chambers here, yeah. Oh, I rented, I rented one of those in my house. Yeah, bro, I ain't getting one of them. No, it's awesome, James. You (laughs) You gotta try it. Your recovery will go through the roof. I'm telling you. Listen to me. I'm telling you, I've never felt so good. So I rented one before a show once, and it was like a just a it was a portable one. So it was like a long tube, and it had like a a window like where your face would be, right? Like a plastic thing, so you could see out. And you get in and you zip it from the inside, and it's just like pure oxygen being pumped in there. I've never I don't need to do like an hour in that. Yeah, mad. yeah. Listen, James, my mood was better, my sleep was better, my recovery was better. I did it for like I don't know two weeks, and then there was like a leak in the thing, and they took it. I had to send it back. Wow, but shit! I'm gonna get it. Do it, man. I actually considered buying one. They're like they're pretty expensive, but like I don't. Well, think Eddie Hall one, didn't he? Eddie Hall one. Eddie Hall has one. I think the the ones like that are bigger for guys like us were like between five and ten grand. For that doesn't for, sound too bad. 
That's not like out of the realm of. Listen, you pay that for a fucking good bed or sofa. You pay for a hot yeah. tub. Like a hot tub costs five or ten grand. So like this. Yeah. But I think is the only reason I didn't spend the money is because I didn't use it long enough to know like, is it the prep that made me feel good or was it the fucking thing that made me feel good? But if you have mm. access to one, the curious. To I'll think give what, it a run and I'll give you some feedback. Yeah, it's good for think, stem cells, right? What's that? Is that they use it for they use it for increasing stem cell production. Oh, I don't know. I know LeBron James yeah, has one. Like, you can get them where like you can put a desk in it. It's like bigger, and you can like put a desk in it with a computer, and you can just zip it shut and sit in there. So you're like Bubble Boy. Yeah, you're just like <laughs> well, I'm just saying because that way you're not like in this little tube. You're actually like working on whatever you got to work on, and you're just breathing like highly oxygenated oxygenated air. So Next week, I'm going to do – I want to know, do you guys know what NAD drips are? No. Have you heard of NAD? Have you, have you Matt, been? Yeah, Matt. I've heard yeah. of that. What is it? So I'm, I'm doing that next week. I'm do, I, I got four sessions set up. Um, what is it, Brett? Man, people swear by it. It's crazy. I, I'm doing a little research. I watched a little bit of Joe Rogan going off about it yesterday. It's like one of the number one, like, anti-aging things right now. Okay. Um, but what it does, it just helps like, I mean, it just has so many different benefits in regards to your heart, you know, cleaning out your system, you know, preventing Alzheimer's, things like that. But mostly people use it, especially with people with money for like the anti-aging effects. So um, is it like, is it like a vitamin or is it like, like, a, no, so like it's a drip, it's a drip. Yeah, like, so it's an IV, but yeah. what it is, is like, it's like a three hour process. And I guess it goes through these phases like that. You're like, so, you know, it starts here, you start warming up. It actually becomes painful. Like you get kind of sick a little bit. Yeah. It's not, it's not very, you know, you don't feel good. And then you can also, what we're doing is adding like glutathione to it, B12, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. vitamin C. But I guess when you're done and I talked to, I don't know if you guys know who this is, but Birdman, the basketball player for the nuggets and the heat and stuff, he trains at this gym. Mm. I talked to him yesterday about it. And he's like, he's like, it was one of the greatest highs he's ever had. When you get done, like you feel like Superman, he said. He's like, I just wanted to do everything. You know, your mental clarity, you're really sharp. You know, your body feels amazing. So we're gonna give that a we're gonna give that a go these next like four weeks. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. I'm excited for it. I wonder. What, if what's they... your thoughts? What's all your thoughts on cryo? Uh, cryotherapy. Mm. I think ice therapy is fucking awesome. Myself personally, I I, yeah, I, I, I prefer I've got access to that, and I haven't really. I don't know what I think about it. To be fair. I've if you never, have access to it, I like it. But I mean, I'm I'm not willing to pay all the time for it. But when I had a, I had a sponsor with it, I was doing it like once a week, and it mm. definitely helps. Whenever you chill your body that low, it's going to help recovery. Mm. I don't know about cryotherapy. I know like ice baths work incredibly. I just I just bought an ice. Well, no, I I bought a big fucking tub to put ice in. Did you? Yeah, yeah those yeah. are amazing. I I haven't done it yet, but it's like a, one of those. I bought it from Tractor Spice, the cheap one. I'm going to fill it with like the aluminum one. No, it's yeah. a big, uh, it's a big rubber one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if cryotherapy works the same. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it does, but I know ice therapy. I'm gonna ask our listeners. I'm gonna ask our listeners to like maybe get into comments on this, just like um about what treatments they kind of highly recommend, just out of interest, because there's so many things accessible here. But I'm not one to just jump on something if there's no, you know, uh, kind of. I don't know. I need something behind it to give me reason to try it. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just interested to see if any of the listeners have any experience with any of these particular things we've discussed, like the NAD, cryo, um, the float beds they do now. We've got a float bed, which is like a it's like a massive bed that basically fills up with like water and sur- surrounds your body and lifts you, and makes you weightless, yeah. and you fall into REM sleep a lot quicker. So, like, you can literally fall into REM sleep apparently. Like, Isn't that a deprivation tank? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, this is different. This is a float bed. You're on top of it. It's weird. Uh, I used it the other day and I literally 
I know you know I fall asleep really easy. I fell asleep twice as quick as I normally do. James and falls asleep mid conversation. Ten minutes on it felt like an hour, like because it, it makes yeah. you weightless. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, just interesting. Man, you have access yeah, to I, everything there. I was fucking anyone chatting. Wants, to... Anyone wants to sponsor for us podcast? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, honestly, when James was at mine, we'd be sitting there, we were watching like a YouTube video, and we were talking. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then he's like. Talk, answering me back mid sentence, he just stops talking, and I'm like, Dude, "Motherfuckers I, asleep." Yeah. He was, he was, he was mid sentence, not me. Yeah, that used to be me. Ask some, ask Summer, man. Summer used to fucking shit on me all. The, she's like, you know, you were just tell, you were just talking to me. <laughs> I would be literally talking, and I'd be like, Ooh, and I would just fucking pass right up. There, there's two people that I've ever seen do it, and it's one was Luke, and then yeah. now James. And I'm like, motherfuckers, just fool. That's like, it's fucking narcolepsy. You can add me to that. Well, group that's why Yannicka doesn't like me driving because I can get quite tired. <laughs> you know how many times this is dangerous? I should, I probably shouldn't say it. It doesn't happen anymore. as when I was younger. You know how many times I've fallen asleep at a red light? I'll be sitting at a red light and I'm like, no, I can see it. Yeah, it, it literally happened to me so many. And I'm like, fuck, man. And like, I'm glad you told me. I'm glad you told me that after I've been in the car with you. Well, that was way before. back when I was like full time. Like, you in drive James, like a James fucking mode. lunatic. You drive like fucking Iceman in Top Gun. But it's you under- think you're in a jet fighter. But it's under control. Not, I did not feel like you were in control. Who <laughs> drives like he's one of them? Who drives like an Uber driver in Dubai? <laughs> <laughs> it's an Arab thing, I'm telling you. It's I think it is. They drive crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, these questions, man, let's repeat these ones over and over again. Um, let me ask this: If dogs? Oh no, nope, nope. <laughs> um, updated question with different people. One position for the rest of your life. So you're talking about sex? I guess so. What it is has it, to be. What is it, Brent? You have to choose one position for the rest of your life. What one is position. it, Brent? Am I this big the rest of my life? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be that big it's, for the next five years at least. Okay, then we're going we're gonna to stick to the power bottom. <laughs> power bottom. <laughs> That's where I'm at. Bottom, James? I like kissing and snogging. I'm a missionary. I like kissing and snuggling, Jesus Christ. No, not, sn- not snuggling, snogging. Snogging, what's snogging? Snog. What's a snog? Snog's like kissing, sticking your tongue down their throat. Oh, okay, okay, I didn't know that. But I like, sticking, I like sticking my tongue down their throat to the point where they're like, almost not welcoming. <laughs> no, like, you know, cho- like, oh. like choking them? <laughs> I'm just trying to get a meal out of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the on my back, but it's got to be with a bed that moves. Like You're a, such an old man. That is such an old man. <laughs> oh, like sorry. I thought you meant like it has to move across the floor as you're fucking. Like it, like no, like the... I want I want the back to like raise up so I can like be <laughs> elevated. So you can get some, so you get some titty in your face. It's so he can get the titties in the face without having to sit up. Without, yeah, them. I don't want to have to sit up. Always perfect. It's got get a good view as well, right? See the laziness, right, Brett? It just like, <laughs> carries over to everything. Uh all right. We'll do a couple more. craziest bodybuilding related story Uh, there's a million of them would you rather have every no what would you rather have every shit you take be the best shit ever or every time you blow your nose be the best ever that's actually pretty close 
Mm. I shit way more often, so shit. Yeah. You know when you blow your nose though, and you can't like, especially now because I'm sick. I'm like trying to blow my nose, I can't get it out. I hate that. It's the worst. But it's, you know, it's, it's as bad as your sinuses are swollen, isn't it? So it's not yeah. that you're it's the, the nose hole's closed. Sorry. But you blow harder, thinking, "Oh, I'm going to force this out." It's like no. makes no sense. No, no, no. You, know, yeah. you know when you got like one like lodged up here, and, it's, and then it just finally does just hit the fucking oh, tissue. That's great. Like, oh my god. I think I think that that has to be shit because then you can enjoy it. You know, you're in your private space. Yeah. You can enjoy the moment. Sometimes you have to go run and blow your nose real quick. But what are you gonna do? Like blow your nose and like have an orgasm pretty much right there in front of everybody? Like, <laughs> like just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brett's probably right. Uh, and and in a prep, in a prep, how annoying is it when you can't get out of good shit? Oh my god, that's the worst. You know what? Yeah, I just yeah. want to have a fucking good dumb. I had a friend who yet who used you know my friend. <laughs> I had one of these friends that like would just create theories out of thin air, and uh, he said that because you couldn't shit, it meant that you were so efficient that your body was just using all the food you eat. <laughs> and I'm like, there's still fucking waste, man. Like it's got to go somewhere. Like, yeah. So yeah, to be fair, I used to think that. Did that's how really? he explained. That's how he explained not shitting for five days. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, well, my body must be using all the fish and rice. Um, is 69ing in the bedroom equivalent to a superset? Why is it it's one thing? No, it's two things. No, but it's not really because it's like you're doing it all at once. Yeah, that's... Well, yeah, I guess it's not a superset. A superset, you do one and move on to the other. So it's not. It's multitasking. This would be, like be like doing a leg extension and a shoulder press. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more that it's aerobic. <laughs> a superset would be throwing the, the finger in the butthole at the same time. No, it's after. It'd be after. No, 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 no. I, I, It'd be I, like I, putting I, your penis in her pussy and then taking it out and putting it in her butthole. That's a superset. That's a superset. That's yeah. a superset. <laughs> what are you doing? Just superset. <laughs> <laughs> then she can't moan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is 69 that great, though? I like a 69er. Uh, the idea of it, the idea of it's better than the reality. I, oh, I love it. I agree. The idea. The build up of growing up and knowing what a 69 is before you ever even have sex is yeah. way better than when it actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like the, the awkwardness of a 69er. The, the, the <laughs> What's awkward about it? Like just, the, just you know, like trying to line their fucking head up with your cock. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Like popping them up. Yeah, but it feels uncomfortable. You got to lift your head up. Your neck's all cranked and shit. You're trying to like. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. I, a, a vagina at that angle is the nicest angle. No, because it's like you got to get into it instead of it just being. I like that. Face. And, you, and then you got butthole in your eye. I don't I mind don't the butthole in my eye. That part <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I guess maybe I can put a, I, if I can yeah, put a pillow behind my head. Yeah, but it's better if you, it's better if you're the opposite and you're looking up and you got some nice titties in front of you rather than no, because I'm all about ass. Wait a minute. So you want to do the 69 with? I'm saying if up? you're not 69, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, is if yeah, you're like not 69, if you're not 69, yeah. then it's just better if she's, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But wait, you have to compromise with a 69. You have to get. A, Does anybody do a 69 on top? Nobody does that, right? No, 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 no. They have to be on top. Imagine you on top. The girl has to be on top, right? You literally probably poke through the back of the head. No, you can you can do it, but they're like hanging. They gotta do it like hanging off the edge of the bed and you can be stood up. Then I don't feel like it. I don't feel like two hundred and ninety pounds, like just laying dead weight in their neck. Yeah. No, that's why you gotta stand up. If their head's off the back of the head. Yeah, but that's not sixty nine. 
Yeah, it is. because not... then you're going over the top of them. That's I'm not really that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm limber. I'm limber. I can get in that position. You're long. Yeah. You, got, you got that kind of yeah. upper body. I think it's like a, for me, it's like a treat, like once in a while, like once every, I don't know, once a month. <laughs> is it a treat? Because just getting a blowjob is better. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Well, it definitely I don't is. think it is. I like. I can, just, I can just kick back and enjoy. Ball jobs are the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm visual, man. I like, like looking at like legs and shit. Yeah, I like looking too. I like looking while I get a blowjob. Can't look at the leg. <laughs> he likes. He likes looking at his own cock. <laughs> <laughs> he's flexing. He's flexing in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, American, American psycho shit. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think oh, there's no way 69. There's no way 69 is better than straight blowjob. I think it is. No. Brett? I mean, <laughs> I like, like you said, it's a treat. Yeah, it's every once in a while because you can say, hey, we're, we just 69, you know? Yeah. Like just, a, I mean, just a checklist. It's, it's, it's a novelty <laughs> thing. It's a novelty thing, but it's not actually I, as good as getting up. I, I, you just got to say, I still got it and move on, you know? I bet you the girl probably doesn't enjoy it as much either. The girl, no, probably, no, they the girl, don't. They the girl don't. would probably rather lay there and fucking just enjoy herself as well. Of course. Uh, I don't know. It depends how slutty she is. She's a, the ones that enjoy that, you don't want to marry. Yeah, I guess I guess I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not marriage material, those girls. No. Is there anybody these that. Important, these are important conversations, lads. Is there anybody that gets a blowjob? Is there anybody that gets off before their girl? What do you mean? Like, do you ever. Like, do you ever get off first and then go down on your girl, or do you go so down on her finish, first? You finish and then go down on her. Yeah. No, I take forever. I have, I have done that, but only I out of like, it. only out of duty, not out of preference. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were we were in a long session, so it was like we knew we'd be going a couple of rounds in the one. Scene. Oh, okay. No, I'm saying well, one. Right. I'm saying one session. Do you ever? Would you like? To go first and then have to finish her after. Nah, if it, right now in my late, right more formative years. No, sorry, my latter years. If I'm uh, if I'm done, we're done. <laughs> I like that. That's a t-shirt. That's how that's how I am too. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. There for. My younger, <laughs> in my young in my younger years when I wasn't married and I was trying to impress, then yeah, I would put out all the stars. But now I'm like, ah, oh, you were just too slow, love. I always, <laughs> I always like to let her go first. That way, when I'm done, I don't feel guilty. I can, just, uh, I I can be done. Control. I, 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 I can I be done. I have that control over myself. That's right. No, I'm just I, saying. I don't, like if, I don't have self-control. Well, that's why I'm saying. She, she, if she's done first, I don't have to have self-control. I can finish in five minutes or five hours. But, but yeah, the, yeah. Good thing, the good thing that I've got is her finishing makes me finish. Oh, that works too. Yeah. So, if I, even if I'm not even if I'm not close, if she gets there, then I'll get there real quick. Like yeah, you love the power. You love the power. You're like, oh, yeah. It, it, feeds, feeds, it feeds my ego, and I'm like, oh, I'm the man. James. <laughs> you like the power. He does. He loves it. Anyway, we'll end the serious one there, and uh, maybe next week we'll get back together. Hell yeah! All right, boys. For sure. Good stuff. Right. Good seeing you. Hey, man. Have a good one, guys. Nice seeing you, guys. Have a great yeah. day. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and like the video. And if you get a chance, check out the description for all the different links to all the different places you can find Hostile and myself. And lastly, check out Hostile.com for our new line of supplements and all of our apparel and gear.
Thanks again for watching.